and there we are. We're live? Yeah. We're good to we're go. We're live. Oh, right, right. We're, we're sitting here. We're hot. We're hot. I mean, we are hot. We're hot. We're very hot. Yeah. <laughs> totally, yeah. Uh, 2019 Hard America Conference. Yep. Uh, Troy was dumb enough to put the Ghostly Talk table next to the American Hauntings podcast table again this year. What was he thinking, man? I think he'd learn his lesson from last year, but uh, apparently not. So we're going to cause some trouble. Yes. (laughs) So... Yeah, it was an interesting day for me. I don't know if I want to go through that just yet. Okay, I do want to hear the story sometime, though. Well, you know, okay, well, we might as well just do it right now. We if, got, I mean, if, if you feel comfortable. Yeah, oh, no, nothing. No, nothing. All right, so basically this is what went down. Um, so you like to walk a lot. That's why I would have I like to, what, right? I like monster trucks, and I like walking. Yeah. Right? So um, I'm trying to think of how I want to formulate this and make it somewhat eloquent because the story itself isn't eloquent at all. Take whatever you yeah, want. Take whatever you want, guys. So, um, no, I, my plan was when I got into Alton here, yeah. uh, we hung out last night. We all had some drinks, had dinner. Uh, Troy, we what was the name of that joint? I forgot. Uh, Regal Beagle. Regal Beagle, okay. So, um, we went there and hung out. So, I got up early this morning, and my plan was to drive to Pacific Missouri. Yeah. Because that is the home of Bigfoot. Okay, yeah. The original monster truck. Right. And I've been trying to get to Pacific, uh, Missouri for a long time. And I just learned your love of monster trucks yesterday. Yeah, it's 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 been a love affair for many years, off and on, kind of. Yeah. And, you know, some days it just heats up, and I and I go at it, right? Right. So, I, as, as a part of this trip, I wanted to go to... The place where sure. in, where you know, Bob Chandler, Bigfoot, he pretty much invented monster trucks as, as a sport. Where it is now, he built the first one. That was Bigfoot, right? Yeah. So um, my plan was to go there this morning, and I called ahead like months ago. I called ahead this morning and said, "Can I come down and visit you guys?" I mean, they have this massive shop with all these hangers for all the trucks they have. There's over 27 trucks now. Nice. Uh, I think that I think that's the last number I got. So. Um, they're like, come on down. We'd love to have you. I'm like, wow, far out. Cool. So uh, drove down there this morning. It's about an hour away from Alton. Mm-hmm. So um, we had, I had a bit of a hike, got my coffee, and drove out there, right? So, so I'm taking a sip. Um, hey, do, do what you got to do. So I got out there, and I met the lovely Kim at the front desk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hi, I called earlier. I'm here for a visit. She's like, well, Welcome. She's like, would you like to come back? She's like, we only have a couple of couple of trucks here right now. I can show them to you. Uh, the other ones are out on the road. She's like, if you come here on a Monday, the place is nuts because it's from all the weekend's activities. These guys bring the trucks back. Oh, right, to right. Work done, right? Right. So um, she's like, well, come on back. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'll be happy to see whatever you want. You know, whatever you have back there. So I mean, I'm just happy to be here. Sure. So um, I, uh, sorry, I'm still adjusting levels here. The this is our first run. This is our first run. So she takes you back into the garages, and there's like one of the newer trucks sitting there, you know, with the small wheels on, not the big wheels. But I'm like, whoa. And so we start talking. I start talking to the mechanics and stuff like that. And everybody's super cool. And the one mechanic's like, hey, man, he's like, Bigfoot One is in the other hangar. I'm like, wait, the original first big, the first one, the yeah. first monster truck really ever made. Is here. Bigfoot one is next door. He's like, yeah. He's like, it's not a big deal if you want to go look at it. I'm like, that's a huge deal. Are yeah. you kidding me? Like, let's go. So, so, yeah, I walk over there, and Kim's with me, and she's like, well, here it is. I'm like, 
this is like meeting like an old friend, like a celebrity. Like, I'm like, can I touch it? She's like, you want to get inside of it, you can. There's a ladder right there. Oh. You can climb up. I'm like, are you shitting me? Was it everything you wanted? Oh, dude. Well, I mean, they're 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 working on restoring it right now. Yeah. That's what that's what Bob Chandler, the guy who built it, and the owner of the whole operation. He he um, he's talking about doing a restore job on it. So even even in the condition that it's in right now, it's still pristine. It's got the wear on it though, because it, yeah. you know, it was on the road. Um, so she's like, "Yeah, go ahead and hop in the hop in the cockpit." I'm like, "Was anybody there to take your picture?" Yeah. Oh yeah. I got, okay. I got, all right. Oh good. no. Well, yeah. Good, there's good. there's um. She t- Kim's like, "I'll take any picture you want." Awesome. I'm happy to do it. I'm okay. Like, oh my god. So I'm just sitting there shivering now from excitement, I'm, and I'm sitting in the cockpit, the cab. Of the original monster truck, the one that started it all. Yeah, it's just the history blew my mind. And they're like, so they're like, no, it's not a big deal. It's cool, man. Yeah, I'm surprised that they let you just jump in. I mean, I know there's not a lot of damage you can do, but still, them trying to restore. I could have it fallen off the ladder. Well, yeah, yeah, they have a lot, there's a lot of liability. You right, know? That's right. why I was very surprised by that. And I said, and I even said to her, I'm like, I promise I won't kill myself. She's like, please don't do that. <laughs> right, right. So I climbed up in the ladder and just sat there for a couple minutes and just looked at all the controls. And I just sat there with in, with, ch- with childlike wonderment. What's it look like on the inside of one of those? Well, it, that's you know that's the original. That was one of the that was the first monster truck. So it looks like a truck. Yeah, with yeah. a bunch of extra switches that he built into there for the four wheel steering, hydraulic pressure, and all that sure. stuff. So it's you know it was it's it's a custom truck. Right. You know it isn't like the new ones that literally have a cockpit. It's like a Frankenstein yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But, but minimalist, I guess. For the well, yeah. I mean, compared to the today. thing was incredible. You know, but yeah, it had all the switches, like I said, and the knobs and whatnot. But it really was a very much a you know a regular truck on the inside. Um, yeah, like I said, the newer monster trucks like they're glorified, for that. They're glorified dune buggies. I mean, yeah. they're in they're two chassis and stuff like that. But this is a real truck with big ass tires on it. So I just sat there like nearly in tears. And you know, she came down. She said, "Well, you want to go in the back? I'll show you all the tires. I'll like where we clean everything at. When the trucks come back from the road, we'll clean. We, I'll show you all." I'm like, great. We went out there. Bigfoot four. I think it was Bigfoot four or five. You'd have to look it up, and people out there, boy, pop the hell out of that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm too close to the mic. Um, people out there, if you want to Google it, I think it was Bigfoot four or five. It's the one that Bob Chandler built on these like ten foot tires he got from some excursion machine from Iceland or some crazy yeah. story. These tires are like ten foot tall, so the truck stands like twenty foot tall. And you just look up, and they had that sitting out in the yard, nice for people to look at. Um, and yeah, we just walked around the whole property and talked for a while. It was great. So we came back, and I noticed him on the way in. I thought I saw Bob Chandler himself in his office. The man, and, the man, the blinds, right there, the, through the blinds. And I'm like, so I was like, well, I want to buy something. I want to get, I want to get a keepsake. And so I found one of the cool little model trucks. Yeah. And I said, you know, I'm, yeah, I want to grab this. She's like, Greg, I go. I hate to be a trouble, but was that Bob Chandler sitting back there? She's like, yeah, that's him. I'm like. Would it be a big problem um, if he if he signed this for yeah. me? Yeah. And I thought he just signed the box and be like, okay, get out of here, kid. Sure. You know. And she's like, no, no problem at all. Hang on. She's like, hey, Bob, come on out here for a minute. The man walks out in front of me. Bob Chandler, my yeah. guy. I mean, I know maybe you guys listening to this were like, what the hell are you freaking out about? This guy invented monster trucks, and for me, that was a huge thing growing up. And for me, it's a big thing I love now still. Yeah. And this guy was the one. He's the guy who did it. He took that first step. So. Um, he comes out, he's like, oh, hi, how are you? I'm like, Mr. Chandler, 
I didn't call him Bob. Right. You're not on that I, level yet. I, I called him Mr. Chandler. Did he did he seem like it was weird that like someone would want to get his autograph or No, whatever? no, like, he was super cool. He's yeah. like I'm like, I go, would you mind signing my truck? He's like, absolutely, hang on. Tim, give me a, give me one of the Sharpies. Yeah. And he pulled the truck out of the box and signed the roof of it. All right. He said, these ones are always a pain because they're smaller, you know? <laughs> so he signed some trucks. He in signed, his yeah, yeah. yeah. So I go, well, Mr. Mr. Chandler. I'm like, it's so nice to meet you. It really is an honor. So he's like, I'm a guy like you. Chill out. I'm like, no, I can't. I'm not going to chill out. I'm not going to chill out, man. You're Bob Chandler. So um, I go, well, Mr. Chandler, it's a pleasure and honor to meet you, sir. I go, could I trouble you for a picture? He's like, absolutely. I mean, you're there. You got the opportunity. He's being nice. He's like, I'd love to. He's like, Kim, take the picture for us. And he grabbed me. He's like... He's an older guy, but he's strong. Yeah, I bet. He's strong. Bet. And we talked for a couple minutes. I'm like, yeah, you know, the Pontiac Silverdome, which is up where I live, that's that's where all the monster truck stuff happened back in the day. That's where a lot of the sport was born at, was in the Detroit Pontiac, area. Well, Pontiac, Michigan, which is north of Detroit. Okay. The Pontiac Silverdome. So I'm like, yeah, the, he's like, oh, check this out. And he runs back in his office, and he's got part, like, part of one of the... The big projection screens they used to have. Yeah. They were these weird, like, rock-like things to, like, project light. Okay. And he had, he's like, I got a piece of one of those. He's like, check it out. I'm like, oh, my God, you're right. He's like, yeah. He said, they offered me one of the seats from there, but I didn't have anywhere to put it at. Uh, you know? So we talked for another minute or two. I'm like, well, Mr. Chandler, I know you're busy. I just wanted to thank you. Man. And she, and Kim's like, well, I'm sorry we didn't have that much to look at today. I'm like, are you kidding are me? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I go, I, I don't want to come here on a good day. I'll have a heart attack. Right. right? So, yeah, we talked for another minute, and I'm like, well, nice to meet you guys, guy on the road. And then the second part of my day I had planned today, because I had the day off, was I wanted to go hiking. Yeah. Now, I'm in Pacific, Missouri, and my plan was to actually drive back up here towards Alton, and I found a trail. I had a trail mapped out that I was going to, you know, yep. go to there, you know, close to here and just be done with it. So, um, I found a really neat trail, like about five miles from Bigfoot's, you know, Bob Chandler's right. uh, garage. Right, the HQ, Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to go there. Park my car. I met with one of the park rangers, and I'm like, can I park here? He's like, yeah, no problem. I'm like, yeah, well, I've never been here. I'm from Michigan. He's like, oh, yeah, these are great trails. They're hard on you. He's like, uh, I hope you ate your Wheaties. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll be fine. So he's like, you better bring your poncho. I'm like, yeah, it's a, probably a good idea. Yeah. It was, not, it was pretty brutal today, thinking, at least here. I'm not thinking, like, anything's going to happen, right? Yeah. And I have my compass that I use on my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, because these are these. This was a nature preserve. This wasn't like a you know, a funded thing. So they don't have all the like the little markers and stuff. If you go to uh, trails, right. okay, um, they don't have all the little markers and stuff like that. So this is like very rustic. They give you a map, and then you got to kind of figure it out on your own. Right. And I was doing perfectly fine, getting my ass kicked on this trail. It was yeah. All, it was brutal. Um, and then the rain came. The rain, yeah. So I was I was in Alton today and uh, Creevecore, Missouri, where I live, and it was yeah, yeah. pouring down. The sky was green and black, and it just looked brutal out. Yeah, um, it came in like really fast, and I I grabbed the poncho and put it on, but it rained so hard. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. I was getting soaked. Yeah. They're my shoes. Right. So Scott only brought one pair of yeah, shoes. Yeah, this is the weekend, weekend I decided to like, go bohemian and wear one pair of shoes. Right. And now, even with the um, 
even with the uh, which, was it the hair dryer? Yes. In the room, I'm still feeling a little little wet down there. <laughs> you almost said the word. I, I know. To your credit, though, they do look like hiking shoes, though. They are hiking right. shoes. Right. So I mean, you had that part I nailed. Had the right equipment. You just needed to grab the chucks or whatever you have, you know. But yeah. So um, I got waterlogged basically. Yeah. Take whatever you want over here too. <laughs> I got waterlogged basically. And in, 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 it's Eureka Park. It was uh, Fox Creek. Okay, yeah, yeah. Nature yeah. Preserve in Eureka, Missouri. Sure. And um, so the problem, I mentioned the compass with my phone because now it's raining like hell and my phone won't work. Yeah. The compass won't work. And I didn't bring a regular compass. Right. So I'm like, well, okay, I got this. This isn't a big deal. Yeah, just say the sun's going this way. Well, you probably yeah, can't yeah, see the yeah. sun, like, but yeah. Like a sailor. Yeah. I, I, but you're a smart guy. Yeah, I'm like, I can figure this out. Now here's, and I looked at the map, and the map's getting yeah. soaking wet, too. Oh, you so you had a physical map? Yeah, I had a paper map they gave me. Cool, okay. I'm like, okay, this one hooks around here. This is where I got to go this way, no problem. So. No problem at all. Okay. No, I'm good, I'm good. And I go back to hiking, and I'm just soaking wet. Soaking wet. Getting covered, and I, but, and I got to a point where it just, I'm like, I don't care now. Well, I mean, at some point, it's like, what does it matter? Well, I was like, I'm gonna be so wet, I'm gonna be a mess tonight. And what? After about an hour of that, I just didn't care anymore. What time was this? This was about, I'd say, about one o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, okay, so it's it's now almost five. Oh, doors open about four. Yeah. So just kind of give you a time. I got in just before, I got in just before four o'clock. Right. Okay. So. Um, I finally found I finally found a trailhead. I walked and walked and walked, and I was starting to like, oh my god, I might have to actually call somebody, yeah, to like help me get out of here. Right. I, mean, I'm in, I could be in big trouble here. I don't know. And I mean, I'm, Amber's like, she texted me a couple times, and I I didn't have a sig a signal at that time. Right, right. So I'm like, I, these people, are, oh my god, what's going to happen here? So um, I finally found a trailhead after about two hours. Damn. Of, of uphill, like downhill rocks. Um, I come across a really rad turtle. Oh, nice. And I, I mean, I, if it wasn't raining, I would have sat there and hung out with him. Right. He would have been my boy. Uh, right. But I couldn't. I'd be like, well, hey, nice to see you. Sorry, Franklin. Got, got a, shit to got do. Got to go, dude. But I was watching for the snakes, too. Oh, yeah? I was yeah. getting worried about snakes coming out. They come out in the rain. Right. So well, were, the, were, they, uh, were they pretty clear trails, at least, though? Or were you, like, in the thick of it, you know? I took the, they called the green, oh, my God, green rose trail. I'd have to look. That one I took when I was going in was brutal. Yeah? The one I took out was there was a multi-use trail on the map, that's what it said. It was a multi-use trail. Well, like and ATVs and stuff? Or like, what do you mean? Anything. Oh, including okay. horses. Oh, okay. So I saw that, and I saw then I saw some hoof prints. I'm like, oh, shit. Right. I got to watch out for... Another thing to look out the, for. The yeah. equestrian trail, too. So, yeah, you're screwed. So... After about two hours, I finally got out, and I came to a trailhead. I'm like, okay, I'm out. I'm in civilization again. Maybe I can... And I looked at the thing, and I'm like, oh, man. So I'm here on the map, which was like two and a half miles north of where I needed to be at. Oh, damn. So I fucked up. Yeah. I fucked up. Two and a half miles is a, is a long way if you're walking. Yeah. So I, I basically screwed up, and I, I went the wrong way. You know, you should have taken the left turn at Albuquerque, man. I mean, you know, <laughs> right? So, so yeah, like I'm like, well, I gotta hump it down there. There's no lift out here. There's no Uber. Yeah. So, I just went to walking. So now I'm walking down uh, a two lane road with mm. no with no shoulders. Right. 
That's the most dangerous part. That was dangerous. Yeah. And I mean, I was just jumping off the road. When I said a car, I just get off the road. I didn't mess around. And I just kept walking and walking and walking and walking till I got where I needed to get. Candy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I almost cried. Yeah. I won't, I won't lie. I Und almost, uh, I almost cried. Yeah, it's frustrating. I almost cried for a second because I was just so relieved to see my car. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. And, um... No, I wasn't crying. I'm like, I was like, get, get, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. Like I'm like, this is like deliverance shit going on here. I'm in trouble. <laughs> you hear banjo playing? The wrong thing here. I don't know what's going on in these woods. So I, um, yeah, I uh, got to the car and finally, you know, soaking wet. Thankfully, I had a dry T-shirt to throw on. Yeah. I uh, got in the car, cranked the air on on 11, put everything my, I mean, my wallet. Feel it. Oh yeah, it's still my wallet's my wallet's wet. It. Yeah, everything is wet. It's gonna be wet for two it's, days. Yeah, it's wet. Everything is wet. I'm soaking wet. So yeah, I and I had an hour drive home still. I yeah. called Amber. I'm like, look, I finally got out of the woods. I'll tell you. And I did tell her like, you know, I did find a signal. And I'm like, so here's what happened. And she's like, let me get this straight. You basically got yourself in, lost in the woods, and then a thunderstorm came in. I'm like. Pretty much. Yep, that sums it up. And then, why did I say that? Because I knew as soon as I said that to her, she was going to run out and tell everybody here at the goddamn conference. Sure. So the very first thing, I, I was setting up a table, and we're sitting next to each other at the Honda America conference, and I see Amber and Bonnie walk in, and I, uh, Amber's like, hi, Cody. I was like, hi. And before I can even finish hi, Bonnie's like, Scott got lost in the woods. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, just thinking this yeah. is a metaphor. She's making it. No, he really got lost in the woods. And I look at them, and I go... Can we laugh about this? And she goes, well, we can laugh about it for now, but it might get serious later. So I don't know how much she'd been talking to you at that point or what. I just told Amber, I said, I, no, I told her, I'm okay. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I got to get out of the woods, though, so I got to figure out where the hell I'm at. I had sure. no idea. And I guess once you got your car, then it's good. But, like, until that point, it's kind of, uh, no. And I, I had no clue that that was a legitimate phrase that she was, like, saying. I was playing around with the map, though, when I got back. I had, This map's all messed up and wet and all screwed up. Yeah. But I figured it out. I think I did about uh, 10 miles. Damn. Of hiking. Not voluntarily. I just sure. wanted to do about three or four miles and go home, get back here and well, hang you out. No, that actually works in your favor because now you can drink more this weekend. Well, that's and one calorie thing. Yeah. even, you know. I'm like, man, I really earned this beer. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. I'm having right now, as a matter of fact. Yes. That, that's the first. I saw. I, I saw some people when I came in. They're like, hey, what's up? I'm like, don't touch me. Right. You don't want to touch me right now. I'm disgusting. Also, just be like, I don't want to. Just leave me alone for a second. Yeah, I, I got. I have to get to the room. I'm fried. I want to shower and just get my bearings back. And I'm, you know, I, you got a picture. I walked, you know, I walked in with the, these clothes hanging all in my hand, a monster truck toy. <laughs> the juxtaposition of your day. I mean, I was waiting for a cop to come. I mean, honestly, when I was doing that walk down that road, that was Fox Creek Road. Sure. I was waiting for a cop because they don't see that shit. Right. And they like, obviously be like, "Hey, you're lost." I'm sure. Long, long-haired, chubby dude walking down the road by himself. Yeah. I mean, I honestly was waiting for a cop to pull up, and I was kind of hoping it. Oh, of course. Like, yeah, take, bring me to my like, car. Dude, here's the deal. I screwed up. I'm just trying to get to my car. What yeah. you want? Put me in the back. Yeah, for I'm sure. Cool with that, man. Why not? Yeah. So yeah. you know the storm that just rolled in. Like, just take but me. The one time I want a cop to show up. Yeah, I know. Like right? that and they're, bust me. They're never there when you want them. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. Well, I'm glad you're okay. I'm fine. I got I got back there, got in the car. I'm glad you had a good day though too. Before that, at well, least. My 
the, the bottom line is I had a riot. Yeah, I asked you. I, the, I asked you in the elevator. I was like, okay, I know shit went sideways, but like, was it fun? And you were like, this is what I live for. This is why I, I, love, I do this I love when stuff. shit goes sideways. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's great. Um, it's good for you. That's a great outlook too. To yeah, have. It, it was great. I had a riot with it. it was and it was funny. And you know, it's a great story too. So it is yeah. a great story. Please take some candy or take whatever you want. Whatever you want. Well, so yeah, you got a great story. Oh yeah, so yeah, we're, yeah, our tables are next to each other. We're gonna be recording stuff all weekend here. Yep. 2019 Haunted America Conference. Yeah, and you will hear us talking to people as they walk by, telling them to take stickers, take candy, take yeah, yeah. Cards, all we that. We have all, all of our stuff jazz. laid out here for people to take. And uh, yeah, we're just gonna be doing segments, I guess, sure. in between the both of us too. Yep. So I, I, I'm down for that. Cool. All right. Well, yeah, let's take a break then. I need a. It's loud in here. It is loud in here, so you're, you're just going to have to deal with that while you're listening to this, but you know what? Our witty banter will make up for it, yeah. <laughs> and I think the, the longer this goes on, uh, the more sugar in the coffee, as you say, and uh, the better it'll get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys, we'll talk to you later. All right, see ya. Ghostly Talk. We're rolling now. We're rolling. We're hot. Well, yeah, I'm gonna be hot in a second. I know. You're gonna be on fireball. Fireball. Huh. Oh my god. It's not good. No, it's terrible. Yeah, I know. It's cheap though. I have some more though. Yeah. Oh, I got a bunch. So you Sherry. just so you just came back from the main room. Oh, no, it's all you, dude. Just keep this room. Yeah, just hang out. Um, yeah. No, yeah, we did the speaker panel. How'd the panel go? I had it's to... great. Oh, that thing's always a riot. Um, I, I, um, I finally threw Troy under the bus this year. Not he does. You need to knock that man down a peg. No, I threw him under the bus because every year this thing's the same, right? Um, but I said it out there. That's why I, mean, I was like, every year I try to plan this shit, and he's like, ah, oh, just go with it. Who cares? Right. So I always get this anxiety things. So I'm like, oh my god, what the hell? What if nobody has asked questions, whatever? Right. It's, you know, and I'm always, I'm always wrong because uh, everybody has a million really cool questions. And of we course. Always run out of time. Right. We totally run out of time. So yeah, it, it, that thing always goes phenomenal. I don't have to. It's easy for me. Right. Do you do you remember? I just sit there and crack smart ass jokes the whole time. Do you remember any of the uh, the questions? Any of the good well, ones? I mean, uh, the, the I think the best one that uh, the one I liked the most was somebody asked. Um, well, you know, the, the term scary, I guess, is it's a relative term. Sure. And. Uh, a, a nice young lady, you know, was there anything that truly, you know, was scary to you, right? Yeah. And, you know, I think we all, including myself, thought, well, yeah, scary, to me, scary is different for everybody, right? For sure. Some people get scared um, of horror movies. Some people get scared of real-life experiences. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think what people do sometimes, though, I mean, for me, at least, what, what it turned into, I guess, bye, Sherry. Hi. I said bye. You coming back? Huh? Are you coming back? Determined kind of was that there's things not necessarily scary. Again, I think that's a relative term, but things I think we've all had things in, you know out in the field doing stuff like this that really gets under your skin. Well, it's unnerving. I unnerving. Guess. And that's that was the word that got said a lot was nice. unnerving. Nice. Right? All right. So um, that's what kind of got the baton went around with that saying this is truly unnerving, and and we heard stories. 
yeah. about that. And I, you know, I thought of one, I'm not really a speaker, but I was thinking of one when they were talking, and one that happened to me was I was, um, some friends of mine called me years ago, and they were living in this house, uh, not too far from my house, and they said, look, we're moving out of here, we can't take this stuff anymore, but we know you're into this thing. So we thought we'd have you come by to talk, you know, to check the place out and see if you see anything. We, right. Because they think I'm an expert, which we both know that's that's bullshit. We well, it's the thing. When, we're, when you're into creepy shit, people are automatically like, oh, you're the ghost You're the guy. expert. Right. You're the expert. I'm not an expert. So I did come over there, and we had a nice conversation. Yeah. And we were kind of walking around the house, and um, we were walking through the living room, and walking along, and I'm in mid-sentence, and I feel just this thing, it started at my ankle. And imagine like having, you know, someone take their fingers and just kind of tap lightly. Oh. Sure. You know, I can't say it wasn't that hot. Right. It was nice. Right. No, no, but it was unnerving because it was going up my, up to my, and it basically went all the way up to my hip, top mm. of my hip. Yeah. And I mean, it stopped me mid-sentence. And I was like, did you guys feel that? These two other people, Sean and Angela. And they're like, no, what are you talking about? And I'm like, well, I, I described that. And Angela, the one lady, she's like, I had that exact same thing. I felt that in the basement. Ah, okay. Now, I mean, is that proof of anything? No. But it was, I mean, I left there going, damn, dude, this is really unnerving. Like, sure. it really bothered me. So that was what kind of I thought about, but we, there were some really great answers. Um, and I think there's things that just, you know, they, they crawl under your skin. They stick with you, uh, especially, uh, Brandon said it, actually. Brandon, he's sitting. The, Brandon Masulo sitting across here. Super right. cool guy. Very interesting. Been on Ghostly dude. Talk. He uh, he he said something. He's like, there's just certain things that hook into you, and they don't let go. And he also said the most profound thing I think he said was, you know, doing this kind of stuff, you're always waiting for that to happen, something sure. to happen, right? And you're anticipating it. Yeah. And I think you know, most of the time people can handle it, but I think sometimes you know, it just sticks with you. It hooks into you, whatever it may be. And it's unnerving. Yeah, it's all it is. It's just unnerving. Well, I have a, a, another story. Kind of I'd like to talk to you about. We were at the Mineral Springs in Alton. Um, it was it was an old hotel. Uh, it was a meat packing plant. It was, it was a spring. Yeah, People yeah. came to get healed, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And uh, you know, we do a bunch of ghost tours there and ghost hunts and everything. And I've been there a hundred times, and we had, we had a great time. And uh, one time I was playing the uh, the caboose for Troy's uh, for Troy's ghost hunt, so I was you know coming up uh, behind everybody, making sure nobody was getting lost or anything like that. And Troy said, "Hey, will you go to this place that we were earlier and just make sure this door's open?" Yeah. And yeah, the way it yeah. is, there are actual apartments in this place, but then a lot of it is just run down and, and is that n unfinished, you know, and, and yeah. it can't be fixed right now. So I go to this door, and this it's down a hallway, and it, it has a number on it. It looks like an apartment, but it's it's down at the end of a hallway. It's very yeah. random, and so. So I, I went there and I opened it up and, and when Troy and I walked by there earlier, we opened the door and we walked through it and then it slammed behind us and so imme immediately we were like, whoa, whoa wait, we got to figure this out. And we realized it was because of the air conditioning, it was the, the suction of the room yeah, that yeah. slammed it shut. So when I went there with myself, I pushed the door all the way open, I held it there for a second to let the air pass and then I turned around walked away and as I'm walking away, the door slams behind I me. Mean, slams behind me. 
and I, I turned to face it and face my fears, yeah. and then I immediately hightailed it the fuck out of there, and I, I ran to Troy, and I was like, Troy, something happened, let's go investigate, let's go talk about this. Yeah, yeah. So we went back, and we opened this door, and we realized after opening it that there was a um, uh, air conditioner grate on the wall, and when yeah, I pushed yeah. the door there, it leaned up against the door, and it pushed the door shut, and it slammed it in our faces, but when once that had happened, I, I, that place still creeps me out more than it ever has before, and it stuck there was with a perfectly, me, you know? you know? that was a perfectly logical explanation for what happened, but that don't really take away the feeling that you have. No, and I still have that feeling from that place, even though I know I can explain this yeah, incident yeah. that happened. I, I'm more freaked out from that place now than I have ever been in the past, and I, yeah, I yeah. was there 95 times before that, and I'm now more scared than I've ever been in that place. Yeah. So I'm wondering, is that something Is that something beyond me? Is that something legitimate, or is that something in my head now, and a preconceived notion that I have for that Well, place? you've had an experience there. Right. That stuck with you. For sure. It'll never leave you. It won't. So that just, I mean, I'm, and I'm not saying that, you know, it was in your, it's in your head. It is. And I'm, that's not, that's not, a, that's, a, that's not a discredit to you in any way. That's just as real just, as anything else. Just, yeah, but it's in your head. There's, there's impulses and feelings that people have um, with everything. You know, I mean, I know, I mean, I can, I, I'll just throw an easy one out there. I have certain songs or, or albums that I have that when I listen to them, that takes me somewhere. Right. And sometimes it isn't always good. Yeah. Sometimes it's something bad. Sometimes it creeps me out and upsets me, right? Uh, so it isn't always positive. It's an emotional but it's, trigger. But it's hooked into you. It's right. totally hooked into you. Yeah. Funny, Excuse me, up? miss. Can we help you? <laughs> I just wanted to bend over the table. Oh, okay. We got to take the mute off. Here, go ahead. I, I just said, I just wanted to bend over the I'll figure something out in a minute. I, I got. We got to tear everything down here. All right, peace out. Go away. We were, we were riffing, and you guys fucked it off. Love you, dear. Love you. <laughs> hey, hey. You know what we should do later? What? Let's get drunk. Let's do it. <laughs> You know? No, we're having a good time. Uh, 2019 Haunted America Conference. Uh, Cody's here. I'm here. And we're going to be talking to a lot of people tomorrow. I know this can be one of those days. Yep. Uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg for this thing. Uh, and I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here with Cody. Glad to be here with you. I'm glad to be here with you. I'm glad we're kind of doing this thing together. This is super cool. I've already had so many people come up to me and say, I'm going to tell you a ghost story. And I say, you can, but let's talk let's tomorrow. Let's, tomorrow. Let's get it on, on, yeah, on the audio. Tomorrow. Yeah, let's, let's get it tomorrow for sure yeah well we're gonna knock it there and we're gonna be back tomorrow and it'll be awesome and yay all right well hey we pack, we pack up and we go to the bar we go to the bar we'll talk tomorrow all right all right see ya ghostly talk uh yes this is the morning of june 22nd this is well the 2019 haunted america conference if there's a little bit of hesitation and stuttering uh, i'm gonna blame cody more than myself because we're both a little crusty right now scott i'm what the kids would call struggling <laughs> and it, we had a lot of fun yesterday last yeah. night and i'm feeling it i'm paying for it this morning but you know i'm here i'm ready to do it again and yeah. 
I'm, I'm excited. So last night we were chatting about a lot, you and I, Cody. Yeah. And there's these two young, like lovely young ladies next to me that they were probably staring at my back for like a couple hours. Sure. I feel kind of guilty about that now, especially uh, when I started talking to them because we had a riot last night. Rachel, you're here. Hello. The, the lovely young Rachel sitting next to me now. And yeah, you're literally next to you're at the table next oh, to us yeah. here. Now there's a lot of stuff on your table. Yeah. Now, and this is gonna be like the worst like radio podcasting stuff. Yeah, it's it's an audio medium, Scott. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about pictures, so I'm gonna be like, oh my god, you should so be here, right? However, what is what, do you, what is it that you do? I want like, what's your company? What do you do? So I started my own. I started my own business uh, a little over last year, where I just do commissions. I go con to con. Yeah. Um, I just paint a bunch of stills from movies, just random mm -hmm. scenes that people would remember. Yeah. And it catches a lot of people's eyes. Mm -hmm. And depending on each con I go to, I make paintings specifically for that. Like okay. I went to one a couple months ago called Karma Con. Did you guys yeah, hear yeah, about I, that I know one? what it, I would have a bit of it. Yeah. Where yeah. all the spiritual healers were. So I made like a bunch of like Reiki symbols and just okay. uh, good natured stuff. Yeah. But I'm big on doing commissions. Uh, a lot of what people want me to do is they'll send me selfies or pictures of them and I'll make them zombies or whatever. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, because some of my examples to the people who can't see and who aren't here um, are just paintings of me but just bored up. Yeah. And people are into it. Well, give me the name of your company again. 11th Hour Art. And what is that? Uh, is there a web? you have a website or Yeah. Or well, a Facebook I'm, page? Yeah, I've got a Facebook page. I haven't really found my way to a website yet. That's all right. Well, what's what's your fa I mean, Facebook.com slash whatever? Slash 11th Hour Art. Cool. Yeah. Nice. I kind of I want to commission a zombie piece, but I would just send you a picture of me right now, and you'd be like, I can't yeah, do you're anything. Yeah, you're done. You're done. We're good to go. Cody's, in, you know, to, well, no, I gotta be, I gotta tip my hat to you, Cody, because I probably should have been down here about eight or eight thirty this morning. Yeah. And I woke up. I mean, I was like opening my eyes at like nine. Yeah. So I'm like a total slacker. I went, for, got, I went for a walk you this were, morning. Yeah, you're like Mr. Motivation. Yeah. Well, I went for a stumble this morning. That's all right. I went and checked out uh, Robert Wadlow's statue here in Oh, you, went, you walked all the way down yeah, downtown yeah, yeah, I got about, yeah, yeah. about Well, I got about 5,000 steps so far. It was, uh, you know, trying to, to get, get, yeah. get the calories off yeah. everything we drank yesterday. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a rough night. But uh, and, and I have to ask you, though, too, and I, I, I know this is probably the worst question I can ask some, like, a young lady like yourself. Oh, boy. But I have to ask, like, how old are you? I'm 20. You're 20? Yeah. And how long have you been doing this? I've been doing art since my sophomore year of high school. Yeah. So not long. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a sophomore in college now. You know, and this is again, this is one of those like really bad at, like elements of, of doing podcasts and radio. But I'm looking at this stuff, and you know what? I'm gonna probably take some pictures of it. Okay. That, you know, we yeah. Got this companion piece for this. Yeah. But it's amazing. It's ornate. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanna, and this is like again. You guys have to so be here. This is amazing. Well, and I need to say this as so well cool. because I get asked this every single place I every yeah. con I go to. I am not a graphic artist. I do not know how to use a computer. I barely know how to turn one on. Yeah. So I have to do everything by hand. Oh, uh, darn. I imagine that. You're doing something well, by hand. 
It's a lost art. It's a lost art. There's a bigger market for graphic artists, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah. So. Well, I think you you under you know you have the hard part down. It's just the skills of creating. But now you just got to learn how to do the computer stuff. I would love to be able to figure that stuff out. So I mean, you say graphic. I mean, and to me, I mean, I see. I mean, I know I know a lot of people professionally that they're graphic artists, but it looks like graphic art. I know on computers and all that. It looks like that. I mean, it's very distinct looking, and right. it don't really look that great. I mean, I mean, this is him. You're, you're doing it all by hand. The struggle because it takes me so much. I don't know what goes into graphic art. I've never known a single person who does click, that. Click, click, select, click, click, draw, click. That's, that's click, exactly select, what it is. Copy, clone. I, yeah, I've done it before. Well, yeah. I, it just to me, it gives you know more personality, more heart because sure. each one has like a little bit of my spin on it. Yes. Uh, yeah. But I would like to expand my you know my broad, broad my horizons. I guess you would say. Okay. Yeah. To what? I want to be able to do everything. Like, oh, really? Yeah, I just want to be a master at it all, jack of all trades, art-wise. No, yeah, I mean, well, and a lot of, you, you know, I mean, a lot of great artists, they dabbled in a lot of, like, like one of my all-time favorite artists, uh, H.R. Giger. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's old school, he's done, he passed away. He, you know the movie Alien? Yeah. He's the one that designed that thing. Really? He did the original design. Well, he, you know, yeah. so that guy dabbled not only in like you know uh, airbrush art and stuff like that he was an interior designer he was a sculptor so the, the great artists they dabble in a lot of stuff well and um, I don't you know tell just to anybody who asks um, this isn't my main goal um, my end goal I want to do SFX makeup for movies really and you know I've been working my web there um, but I've been applied to several different schools where they strictly teach you that uh, and that's that's all I want. I want to build the horrible monsters that freak you out. That's all I want to do. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, you know, and again, I don't mean this to be as young as you are. Though. That's why I'm very enamored by this whole thing you're doing because yeah, this is a really detailed, beautiful artwork. And again, you do it by hand. And you don't, you don't see that very often. You really don't, which is unfortunate because I love going to art shows and just see what everyone can do. Even yeah. though it does fill me with jealous rage when I see someone better than me. But I still love it. You shouldn't feel that way. Um, well, just because I'm just like, oh, I want to be on their level. Like, I want to work even harder and get to them to where they are. You know how you get to Carnegie Hall, right? Yeah. You know? did you, but, but did you ever think about it this way, too? Um, when you say that, like, I want to be at their level, maybe you'll never be at their level. Maybe you'll be at your own level. And, it's, and, and it's, it doesn't mean that you're any less better than they are at all. And I'll tell you what, most of it is just competitiveness. I'm just, I want to be the best. I know what you're talking about. And right. it's also me. Only being an only child, to where I've been told my whole life, you're better than everyone. So when I see people who have just crafted and honed in this incredible skill, I'm just like, oh, I want that for myself. Like I want to be recognized. And I mean, I'm I'm playing devil's advocate, but I mean, I feel the same way. I listen to some podcast, and I'm like, these people are they're so good at this. I'm an idiot. I'm dumb. Or I go off see a band play that I like, and I watch them like, I can't play that good. I'm terrible. So you always are gonna. I think it's a natural thing. That's like a totally it's human to be that way. Totally. But that's one thing I learned though is just like 
yeah. I, I mean, I think it's age too. Is it older than hell? Like you're like young and vibrant. And I'm falling apart now. Scott and I have done nothing, is what we're trying to say, and you're still young, and that's impressive. I just wanna, I just wanna make my place in this world known. Sure. And that's, that's good. And that takes work. Yeah. It's no joke. It's hard. I'm working for it. I'm trying. No, you that's awesome. clearly you are. You're in a better place than I was at 20. So oh, good for you. God yeah, bless. I can honestly say, and this is 20s an age. Yes. I remember when I turned 20. For me, it was so hard because in my mind, it's, this may sound familiar, in my mind, I felt like I was 20 years old, I should have had my shit way more together at that point. Like, I'm two years out of high school, and all I have is a crappy car that breaks down all the time. And I live with my parents, and I got a job in a bowling alley, and my life sucks. And it's like, well, yeah, you're 20. I mean, of course, I look back on that now, and it's like, no, that's where I needed to be at the time. You basically just described what's happening to me now, because I have also been working at a bowling alley, and I have a garbage car, and I live with my parents. So, okay. So, yeah. So, it's one of the looking back on that now, if you, if you were to go, oh, my God, my life sucks, God, I'd be like, you know, I was right there the same way as you. It's good. You're going to you're gonna grow out of it. You're going to grow. And it's just unfortunate, especially the career I have chosen, because I'm going to college with, you know, everyone is getting successful jobs because they want to be nurses, and psychiatrists and they're already getting, you know, all those jobs offers and I'm still stuck here with the terrified fear of becoming a starving artist. So it's overrated. It is overrated, but at the same time it's still a huge fear of mine. So what do you want? I mean nursing? I don't care enough about I, to help people. Exactly. No, that, that's a first off it's a thankless job. Yeah. Um, it's a hard job. But a lot of people do it. Yeah. And it sounds like to me, honestly, like how I view you, and I've only known you about twenty seven hours. Yeah. But I like to I think you, we're good friends. <laughs> we're the best. We love you. So, um, how I view you, though, is you're, you're doing something totally different. And to me, that's more that's more important. But yeah, you got to pay your bills. Yeah. But what you're doing is something totally different. And you're, you know, I, I'm not trying to talk down. I'm not trying not to. But I, I, I'm, impre- I, I'm impressed with that. I'm enamored with that. Thank you. It's a ton of work to do this stuff. And here you are 20 years old, and I know you, I, I know how you feel. But... Yeah. You're probably going to go up from here. Oh, I can only hope. Oh, yeah, totally. It'd be weird if I went anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, hey, let's, let's, get, let's get you a website. We can throw something up on Squarespace oh. or something and you know, well, figure and, it out. Yeah. And honestly, and I'm not trying to, like, toot my own horn here, but I'm on Facebook, it's been going so well to yeah. the point where I'm like, I have to tell people I can't do this anymore. Oh, like, I need you to leave me alone. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's a good problem to have. But it's yeah. also to the point, like, every time I come here, I get, you know, certain people will be like, hey, we've heard you were at this other con, can you attend ours? And it blows my mind that people actually want me there. Like, you know, because I always forget that I'm not in high school just painting a picture. People actually want my stuff. Yeah. It freaks me out. Yeah. It's good, though. Yeah. It is good. It's, it's a good feeling. Well, no, it, it's... I know, I know when I was young, it's, one of the, it's, it's this weird feeling you have. When I was younger, like, playing music and stuff like that, and even when I, we started doing our, our little show here, when I was young, I always looked up to the older people, especially playing music and stuff where I come from. And I was always, and I still am to this day, and I'm one, of the, I'm one of the older people now, right? But I still have that thing in me where I feel like, like when somebody says, hey, we want you guys to come do this, I'm like, really? Wow, really? Like, I don't feel like we're, we're, we're that good or whatever, but some people, sure. so when you get that, it's a compliment first, right? Yeah. Second off, yeah, it's like, wow, people do care. It's, it's that weird thing. It, I'm, I'm stumbling all over the place here, but that just, it's a very weird, it's a strange feeling. I know exactly how you feel. Well, 
as much as I love what I'm doing, I hate art. I hate it. Why? I, well, this be, is weird. Just because, um, I don't know if it's a self-loathing thing, like, I hate my art in particular, but, like, I can't stand the thought of, like, you know, having to paint another picture, even though I love it. Yeah. I think it's just the fact that, like, I might, I'm scared I'm going to get burnt out, like, sure. I'm not going to want to do it anymore. Yeah. And it's that constant anxiety of, like, God, what if I end up, you know, working in a desk job? That's my worst fear. Yeah. What if I end up doing that? Or you have a block. You're talking about a block. Yeah. A lot of people have that fear. Yeah. You change your game. I, you know, I, I, I hear the, I hear that from people all the time. That's their biggest fear, like you said. What if I can't do it anymore? Yeah. Especially, you know, once you start monetizing something you love to, it changes it. And it does. It cannot be fun anymore. That's, that's something you got to be very wary of. And that's what's happening. It's, and it's almost unfortunate because, again, I'm not trying to sound like an arrogant asshole, but I'm good. I'm pretty good. That's, that's, but, a, good, that's a good attitude to have. But um, I'm just scared it's going to get to the point where I'm not going to like it anymore. Yeah. To the point where I almost resent it. Here's the thing. You might get to a point where you don't like it anymore and it's not fun anymore. You know what you do? What? Quit. Yeah. You quit. If it's not fun anymore and you're not enjoying it and yeah. you don't like what you're doing, just take it seriously. Right. Quit. And I, it sounds hard to do that, but if you don't like doing it anymore, yeah. it's very easy to do it. Don't get me wrong. I'm thrilled that I've gotten this far. Like, because it could have gone south so yeah. fast. Yeah. And I've got, I got lucky. And, you know, again, it can only go up from here, hopefully. It will. I, I have 100% faith in you to do that. Oh. Guaranteed. Right. I would also say, just before before quitting, maybe, you, you could also try to, like, learn graphic. quit. You yeah. could also, like, learn graphic art. Like, make, make a new spin on it. Try and make it interesting yeah. again. Well, yeah, you know? that, 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 that's a very healthy thing to say, too. I shouldn't be so direct and about then it. Right. Yeah. And then quit. No. All else fails quit. There are things you can do. I mean, if you, you know, I've been, I'm always saying that because I've been in, in certain situations where I'm like, there's no, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I can't keep doing this anymore. I have to stop. There, that is a more healthy approach, maybe, is to say, well, you know, I'm not, I don't like where I'm at right now. I've plateaued or thing. something. Yeah. I've got, so maybe I should try to change my game a little bit, right? So really, it's all up to you. It's not really any wrong answer, right. you know? And honestly, God, that's kind of one of the good things about art is, oh, I don't like painting. I can do sculptures. Oh, I don't like sculptures. Sure. I can do something else. Yeah. There's so many different things I yeah. can yeah. do. And again, I'm lucky with the choice that I've made. Yeah. And but also, like, like Scott said, it, life's too short, too. Yeah. So eventually, if it's not fun anymore, fucking flip the script, do something different. And also, I'm 20. I've got time. You do have time. I've got a lot of time. Scott and I are collectively 115. We are? No. Math. You're I didn't, like 14 I didn't, years old. I right? didn't major in math. I didn't either. So in my head, that math made sense. Yeah, no, it, it, it adds up. I was like, okay, cool. Give or take like 80. I don't know. Well, we I don't have know the number. entire day with you guys. Oh. I'm looking forward to this. And this is the first time. Have you ever done this before? The so only, this is why I wanted to, have, I wanted to yeah, talk to you. I've been looking to make a podcast. I have a, a garbage YouTube channel, if that means anything. Yeah. you got to start somewhere. When we were talking about that, you're like, I'd love to do a podcast. Oh, yeah. That's why when I thought about this morning, this morning when I came in, I'm like, I want to talk to Rachel. If I can talk and people don't have to look at me, that's perfect. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and you, know, you were like, oh, it's you, You're doing better. I'm stumbling. I'm the stumbling, mumbling moron. You're clear as a bell, honestly. I really if, I could, if I was alone doing this, I wouldn't be able to get two sentences out. You're good. Uh, All right. We're going to take a break here. Rachel, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, and the best of luck also. We're going to be talking for the rest of the day. Okay. So, not on the mic still. Okay, cool. Bye. See ya. Bye. Ghostly talk. <laughs> 
We're on. Okay, it's all you, Cody. Do you can you start by telling us your name and where you're from? I am Donna Meisner. I'm and we met last year at the Haunted America Conference in 2018, and I was taking ghost stories from uh, people that were attending the conference. And I heard I heard a lot of stories. I heard all over the the map, you know, all over the spectrum of you know intensity and things. But yours was. Uh, very recent because it happened in an after hours event and I, I wasn't lying when I told you yours was the only one that brought tears to my eyes and it made the you know nine out of ten I'm kind of like okay I, you know, I get it it's, it's a very it's interesting yours was the one that made all the others worth it can you tell Scott a little bit about what what happened last year and how we started to talk okay so last year we went to McPike Mansion you're good and uh, the after hours on Friday night. Okay. Um, they did a little bit of the walking around outside. They didn't do a whole lot due to the fact of it, bad weather was supposed to be coming in. They didn't set up, so we did the presentation in the mm -hmm. cellar. And after the presentation, they brought out the dowsing rods, gave us a quick little um, instruction on how to use them. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, turned the lights off. And different entities were coming into the all right. Uh, family of the McPikes. Uh, I don't remember who all now was coming in, but several of them were visiting that night. Yeah. They did make an announcement before we went into the total dark that somebody would be trying to come through that night that was not tied to McPike Mansion, but was tied to somebody there that night. Okay. And they would not be able to do a full reading, but would acknowledge that they're there. So, of course, you know, we're relatively new into investigating, doing much of this at all. Okay. Our first visit to McPike, how cool would it be if it would be somebody we knew? My mom, it was coming up on 10 years, my mom had passed away. And my grandfather, his dad, had been gone for quite a while. How cool would it be if we could talk to one of them? So we go on, and, and like I said, several entities are coming and going, and I was feeling cool drafts across my legs, um, te temperature changes, and even though it is pitch black in there, you cannot see the end of your nose. Mm -hmm. I could tell changes in the darkness. Um, like what? Darker at times, and then it would not really lighten up, but just... She's in a long dress. Yeah. She has a hat on, and on the brim is roses. She's carrying a bouquet, and she's somewhere in your vicinity. All right. This description means absolutely nothing to me. Yeah. Um, they said something about the name Gertrude. Would it be Gertrude? Ask the dad, you know, with the dad. 
Yeah. Um, all right, is, is Gertrude your name? Well, as I've got my dowsing rods, they begin to move and the tips kind of cross. But as soon as they did that, they split and go back away. Okay. So I, I explained what I got. Yeah. And so we keep going with it. Um, I was told that she's in front of me and now she's moving to the front. The name is a J name. Jane, Joan, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And a, a young girl spoke up and said, is it Josephine? And they they just could not say that it was Josephine. They weren't getting the, mm -hmm. the confirmation of a Josephine. Yeah. And they told her that. She goes, oh, well, that was my grandma. And they said, well, we're sorry, but it, it's not Josephine. Mm. So I'm sitting here in the back of my mind going, no way. No, no way. Yeah. And we go back to Jane, Janie, Joan, and I said, is it Doris Jean? Maybe. I said, okay, how about Jeannie? They were a little stronger on that, and I said, is it Jeannie Haha? -ha? And of course, as soon as I say that, everybody in the room kind of chuckles a little bit. But the room is very, the energy in the room became very uh, intense. Yeah. Everybody was pulled in by this, by this point. And as soon as I said Jeannie Haha, -ha, they go, no, it's Jeannie. It's definitely Jeannie. And I said, okay, that's my mom. Oh, my God. And they go, okay. Okay. And so the Jeannie Ha Ha part comes from when she was a small child. Yeah. She had a stick horse and a little outfit that she would wear. And to get her horse to go, it was Ha Ha. They, she didn't like her name Doris. The family called her Jeannie. She became Jeannie Ha Ha. As she got older, she dropped the Ha Ha and became Jeannie. All right. I always knew her as Doris. He always called her Doris. But the family, yeah. Dory, um, but her sisters and nieces and nephews would call her Jeannie. Yeah. So she's back in front of me. And I'm, we're communicating through Sandy, um, and I'm, I'm at a loss. I don't know what to say. I want so much to say so much. I know they don't want to do a full reading. I said, can I talk to her for just a little bit? And they're like, honey, you've been talking to her. I said, okay. Um, you're a great grandma, Mom. He's almost a year old now. And they said, yeah, she knows. She's been to see him. And I'm like, awesome. And at that point, I kind of just lose what I really, really want to say. And, and we keep trying to communicate. But we're starting to wind it down. They did say she had her hands on my legs. And that's when I got cold. She kind of rested her hands on my knees. She um, wiped the tears from my cheeks. Oh my God. Um, gave me a hug. And I know she did. The dowsing rods crossed all the way around. Okay. Um, she was very nice to you. She was very nice to me. She brought somebody with her that night. My dad had a bar. 
His name was Rodney. And my mom ended up leaving my dad for Rodney. And they got married. Okay. Rodney is gone now, too. Yeah. He's been gone before last year. All right. He came with her. And as we're winding down, he leaves her side. My dad is sitting behind me to my right. Mm -hmm. He's against the cellar wall and the lawn chairs that they had set up down there. We're wearing the same jackets that we have on today. Not on that if you move much, they're going to burn. They're noisy. Yes. They're noisy too, yeah. He's of a generation that he doesn't tilt chairs. That's disrespectful. And of course, these lawn chairs, they're nice and sturdy, but they're not sturdy enough to tilt back no. in. So, all at once, I don't know how I know. I didn't hear a lot, but all at once, I know something has happened, and it's happened to my dad. And I said, Dad, are you okay? And I get nothing back. I ask again, Dad, are you okay? I'm getting nothing. About the third time I asked, Dad, are you okay? The lights come on in the cellar. He's on his back, in the chair, his feet in the air. The one chair leg is bent out, not under the chair, yeah, out. out. And, that's not, and that's not the way it's supposed to be. No. no. <laughs> it's metal being bent, basically. Well, it was plastic. It was oh, plastic? plastic oh, okay, I get it. All right, yeah. Still, it's shitting. Like, wow. Yeah, it's not. It's supposed to be perpendicular, not. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's not able to move real well. He's trying to talk, but can't get anything out. Mm -hmm. It's like something silenced him, paralyzed his time. There's a gentleman sitting to his left, built like a bodybuilder. This guy, was, he, he would have had no problem picking yeah. Dad up. Couldn't get Dad picked up until the lights came on. Mm -hmm. And then Dad said it was like he flew about halfway across McPike cellar. Not really, but the guy just like, it, all the weight came off of him. He said it was like yeah. something pushed him down. He had hit his head on the cellar wall. Yeah. Ended up on the floor on the, of, the, of the cellar. His camera had crashed. Um, and a ton of weight was on top of him. When the lights came on, that ton of weight lifts. And he's able to say, yes, yes, I'm okay. I'm a bit shaken, but I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, he... Asshole to the end, huh? Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> disrespect, but it's all getting picked up. That's what I asked. I failed my firearms test that night. I asked, I asked last year, I was like, so did you all not get along so well? And they kind of told me a little bit, no. Well, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. man. Before all of this, he has a degenerative back disease. His, his vertebrae are degenerating. Right. And he uh, was having difficulty walking, sometimes just sitting upright. He'd end up tilting. Um, if it wasn't a smooth surface, it was very difficult. Very painful, yeah. stepping off the curb into the parking lot, whatever, it just was painful. 
situation like you know this this thing happened obviously that you told us about yeah. do you think it changed you in any way like like I mean, it changed you obviously oh, yeah. <laughs> but not physically, in a physical sense physically, physically yeah. it did help him yeah but, um, but what do you think coming out of that i mean i always this is the stuff that i think about it's like you know why did this happen I'm, I'm a firm believer in like you know i don't really believe in coincidence i think things happen for a reason whether they're in real life or whether they're spiritual or you know ethereal whatever you want to call it so that's why I asked this question do you think I mean again let's remove the physical part but the mental part of this if you come out of that why do you think that how did you feel and why do you think that all happened for the first time in 10 years since my mom passed yeah. I cried anniversary of her death mm -hmm. I'd get choked up yeah. I didn't cry at her funeral. Yeah. I didn't cry the day she died. Mm -hmm. I haven't cried on any of the anniversaries mm -hmm. or her birthdays. Yeah. I cried that night. Mm -hmm. I think for me it was my closure. It was a release. It was. Yeah. In, in that at the same time I think it opened me up more in a paranormal sense. Yeah, yeah. To not that I was skeptical. I, I'd gotten over the skepticism before this. Yeah, yeah. But I think it opened me up more to acceptance that everybody has a story. Mm -hmm. Whether it's as phenomenal as somebody else's, mm -hmm. we all have a story if we're willing to believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If we believe it, more than likely it's true. Yeah. Everybody here has a story. I mean, that's Everybody. kind of the reason people are here. Yes. Um, but like one of the funny things, like all the people I know who are a part of this, people who aren't a part of it, friends from all walks of life in my life, we all agree on the one thing. Like whether you believe in this stuff, like these ideas, whatever it may be, I don't know where it is. But whether you believe or don't believe, you have a story. And you have, you have an opening, the crack in your armor spreads a yeah. little bit more. As you hear these stories, yeah. as you experience these things, yeah. you open up a little bit more. You do. Um, and that's, like I said, I mean, a lot of friends, like, oh, I don't believe in that stuff. But, you know, there's just one thing that happened. Right. i tell you about it, dude. The unexplainable yeah. bothers us. Yeah. Well, if you can't see it, taste it, touch it, yeah. whatever, it bothers us. Well, and, and the reason I think it bothers people is the unexplainable uncertainty, like any of those unwords, I guess. <laughs> I mean, uncertain, unexplainable. As a part of the human condition, I've 
learned that people view those terms, those ideas, the same way they observe death, physical death. So uncertainty equals death to a lot of people, right? And that's why I think, what's that? That's why scares of the unknown. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, lack of control. Sound familiar. We don't know what the hell is going to happen. Even 200 years of research, and we still, like, Troy and I talked about that on Monday when he was on our show, and we were talking about that very thing. He's like, we're like, okay, 200 years of research, and we're in the same spot that we were back then. We're right now, as we speak here, room full of people, speakers next door, all this stuff around us, and we still, not one person in this room can say they know what really happens, right? About any of this weird stuff, anything weird like that, nobody can prove anything, right? And that's what keeps people coming back to it, I think. That's, because you think about, go ahead. There's a draw. There is a draw to this. But you think about that, though, 200 years, I mean, you've, I mean, for me, it's like 20, 25 years of doing this stuff. You'd think after a while, okay, this is, I'm done. This is just, it's the same answer over and over again. Why would I keep doing this, right? But I do. And I can't even necessarily answer the question of why I keep coming back to it. What's that? It's an obsession. Yeah, exactly. It's an obsession, exactly. So those existential questions, where do we come from? Why are we here? Where are well, we it's really, it's stuff that's, that's very, very interesting to talk about, and I think you learn from it too. Um, I mean, one of the things I learned, probably one of the first things I learned as, as a part of studying the paranormal, was that I had to I had to try to understand the afterlife to understand real life. Huh. And that's one thing I you know, and I did. It, it, I learned a lot of things by just getting it, you know, getting immersed in stuff like that. So it's a very weird thing, but that story was amazing. Thank you. Well, thank you. A few months after yeah. all of this. He's at home, it's the middle of the night, yeah. sleeping, and he has a dream. Yeah. He's talking to my mom in this dream, and she's admitting that she made mistakes, she should have never left him, whatever. As Mother Nature calls in the middle of the night, he gets up and uses the restroom. Yeah. He's fully awake, and he hears a voice in his dining room. say it, 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 it's do you believe that they guide us to find things that we've lost you, you mean the spirits of our, our you know our families and whatnot i i am pretty certain that i've had experiences of, i mean i i can never answer anything yes or no <laughs> but i've had experiences in my life where i do believe there was some kind of intervention okay with you know and, I'm, and maybe there's been a couple of them where I think, you know, it's a certain person, right? A good example I had, um, 
and this was before she died, my grandmother on my mom's side, she was basically on her deathbed. She had terminal cancer, and she was more or less released to die at home. So my mother was taking care of her mother, um, basically living there, working her ass off every day. She's there all day long taking care of because she can't do anything for herself anymore. Um, and I was only like 18 years old, right? And we all can think of ourselves when we we're 18. I didn't really have any responsibilities. I didn't want any responsibilities, including going to visit my dying grandmother, which I look back on that now and it, it's shameful, but when you're a kid, that's what you do, right? However, my grandmother was on her deathbed and my buddy's like, hey, let's go get something to eat and hang out, you know, smoke cigarettes and drink coffee. For 18 year olds do. So I was, I went to this restaurant and I was sitting in the parking lot and just by myself in my car and something just kind of washed over me. This weird feeling. And I kind of, I didn't get, you know, I wasn't sick or anything like that, but I just felt something kind of wash over me. And I don't, it, it could simply be guilt. It could have simply been guilt. I'll be clear about that. And something said, you need to go see your grandmother right now. Not later, right now. My buddy pulled up and I'm like, and I was crying. I was like, I was a wreck. Just, I don't know why. Like, what the hell are you crying about? I'm like, dude, you got to drive. Take me to my grandma's house. And he's like, all right. So drove me down there and I visited with my grandmother and she didn't even know I was there. She was calling me Wayne, her dad, my uncle who passed away a year before. She was calling me Wayne. She didn't even know who I was. But I spent time with her and talked to her. Even though she had no idea what was going on, I was there. And then I left. And then I went home. And then about four or five hours later, we got the phone call saying she passed away. Now, it could be a coincidence. I just, I just got them saying I don't believe in coincidences, but I'm willing to acknowledge that that may have just been a very weird sequence of events that led up to her ultimately passing away. But I do believe she maybe subconsciously or on, uh, whatever, ESP, whatever you want to call it, I think she may have said, hey, could you come over here and say bye? I mean, really, you dumbass, could you just go over here and say bye, right? I think something like that did happen, right? Um, and that's just one thing. And that, and that wasn't even like a dead relative. I mean, she was dying. She may have been halfway out the door. The porch light may have been all, not all the way out, but maybe <laughs> part of the way out, right? So that's a weird one. And But I do well, think I that... Yeah. because while we were on vacation a yeah. month ago, we were in Lake City. And we had been at the London Bridge there taking pictures, walking across it, mm -hmm. enjoying it. Um, and my SD card filled up in my camera and I didn't think to grab a spare. Mm -hmm. He had one on him. I pulled my SD card out, put it in my pocket, take the one he's got, open the case, put it in my camera, yeah. close the case up, give it back to him. Mm -hmm. Smart thing would have been put that whole one back in the case and give it back to him. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> so we go eat. Yeah. Where we went to In and Out Burgers. There was a cruise in going on at that time, so we of course wandered over and looked at that. Yeah. Ate and then headed back to the hotel and we were talking and I'm starting to look through my pockets and I'm like, I don't have my SD card. 
I've lost my SD card. So I double check my purse, I double check everything. It's nowhere in the hotel. Yeah. And I'm sitting there very frustrated, very upset, very beside myself because I've just lost 800 and some pictures of vacation. Yeah. And prior things that I've had on that card. So I grabbed the keys. I said, Dad, I know you're ready to go to bed. Just go ahead and go to bed. I'm going to go back to in and out Burgers. And he's like, I'll go with you. So we get back there. We park real close to where we were instantly start scanning the lot. And I was headed towards where the cruise in was. And he headed towards the restaurant. And I could tell he was on a mission the way he was walking. <laughs> Turn around and look. And there laying on the ground is a little black postage stamp size thing. Yeah. And I was like, are you kidding me? It's not been stepped on. It's not been driven over. Mm -hmm. It's not been picked up by somebody and put in their pocket to take home and figure out what to do with yeah, it. Yeah. It's my SD card. And I know it's mine because I put it in the camera and I looked at the pictures. Mm -hmm. It is mine. I really firmly believe Mom kept that card protected and told me to get my butt back over to in and out I think, I think that happens, I honestly think that happens more than people acknowledge. Uh, I think there's just certain things, and that's the thing, like, the one thing I say to people, especially studying this stuff, is you always want to observe the nuances. You know, it isn't like, I think we can agree that, like, we're past the idea of, if you're in some place that's reportedly haunted, that something's just going to jump out in front of you and say, boo, I'm a ghost. Look at me. Hey, what's up? We, we all wish that, right? But... I think we're past that idea that that's really going to happen. Maybe someday somebody will figure something out that we could. Not right now. But for me, it's a lot of these little nuances. These little things you got to pay attention to, right? And a lot of people don't because they're busy with other things. I get that. But it when is, you're... It's not just necessarily signs that you're given. Mm -hmm. Shadowy figure, mm -hmm. sounds, whatever. It's how you feel. Yeah. We well, yeah, you uh, Trans-Allegheny Lunatic okay. Asylum in West and West Virginia. We were in the uh, lobotomy recovery area, and all at once I get heavy feelings on my chest. When we left that area, those heavy feelings went away, mm -hmm. and I think it was somebody trying to get my attention. No, and that was going to say you listen to your body too, how you feel. My doctor says that you know your own body better than anybody else, which is true. And yeah, I have had those feelings about, you know, just there's been places I've been to where I'm like, I want to go. I don't want to be here. I want to leave. We did that last year. Yeah. The second night was the Unitarian Church, and we did not feel welcome. That is a creepy church. place. Yeah. Yeah. We left. Very creepy. We, we did the initial tour mm -hmm. into the basement and whatnot, mm -hmm. and then we went outside for a minute, and we just both said, don't feel right being here. Yeah. Does not want us here. And you leave. And we left. You leave. Listen to, I mean, yeah, you listen to that voice or whatever you're feeling and you leave. I think some people don't listen to that voice and that's how they, you know, they can have problems. We're, that's what we talked about last night at the speakers panel about that idea of you, you can be harmed. And I, and I believe that too. I think you can suffer mental harm with some of this stuff. And you don't want, nobody wants that, you know. No. I, I consider us newbies 
honestly. Right, we're all newbies. Really, we are. We've all have been doing it a lot longer than we have. <laughs> and what did I just got done saying? I, you probably know we're in the same place, so nobody really. You, you, okay, fine. You have a little bit. I have a little bit more experience. We don't carry a lot of equipment with us. We carry our cameras. Nothing. We have an EVP reader or two at home. We didn't bring them this time. But honestly, we don't bring a lot with us. It's more of what can we experience out of it. And I, 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 I realize the need for all of this equipment. Yeah. For some people, maybe. For me, it's more about. It's like our cell phones. We went from a corded phone on the wall to a did one thing. phone. Yes. It did one. It had one to job. A cordless phone. Now we can walk around the house to mm -hmm. oh, the wonderful flip phone cell phone. Oh, those are great. And it still was like okay. Now it had two jobs. It had it had talking and text. Technically and voicemail too. Smartphones. It's a, it's, it's, it's a handheld computer. Are they smart? They're making us dumber. No, they are totally. But I'll get off that stuff. But it ties are, in. Hang on, it ties in though with what I was saying. We are so much of the time head down. Yeah, yeah. Looking at this. Yeah. Texting, Facebooking, Instagramming, selfie taking. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, we're, we live with this. Yeah. device attached to our hand and our hands are going to soon be formed like our cell phones. And what, and what I just got done saying a few minutes ago is that people don't pay attention to the nuances in these things. And, and that's, that's one that's one distraction. It's one distraction. Well, and it's not just the cell phones. I think some of it is so much equipment. If you go in and just open your mind, open yourself to the experience, you may walk away with a lot more. Troy and I discussed this on Monday also when he was on the show and we both agreed when I go out and do stuff now I generally don't maybe I bring a camera maybe and that's usually just to take a picture of the building I'm going this is a really cool building take a picture of it it isn't really to go in there and try to capture evidence my thing now and this is I guess a bit of experience whatever you want to call it I've got to pass that point of documenting anything if, if something's going to happen if I'm going to see something or hear something or feel something or experience something it's going to be for me I'm not worried about getting on the cover of the National Enquirer or whatever I, that's the furthest thing from my motivation to do this anymore for both of us it's our own personal it's your own experience. thing I've been, I, I'm screaming that up and down the halls a lot these days because I'm like yeah it's fun I, look I like golfing I understand bowling and I know there's a lot of gadgets and toys you can get for those sports and I've said that that I think studying the paranormal or paranormal investigations it's become a lot like golfing or bowling because yeah there's a, there's a there's a tool for everything and again I'm not knocking these tools for some people they're they're needed but but for me again it goes back to this idea of over 200 years of research and we still don't have any answers and is this equipment going to bring us any closer is, is it, to those answers is this going to give us any results what is this going to do right I, 
and there's no way. You see, I guess I'm I, I'm a bit of, I'm a I'm a mean consumer on that point because when I buy a product, when I bought these glasses, they came with a guarantee that when I put them on, my vision is corrected because my vision's a little blurry. When I put these glasses on, that's what they do. It's a it's a guaranteed. It's it's a hard science. They figured this stuff out, and I paid money for it. And and I want to be fair about this, but I can't have somebody telling me, well, this thing will this thing will tell you where there's a ghost in the room. I call bullshit. I mean, I and I don't want to be mean, but I call bullshit this on that. This was a discussion the first year we came yeah. to the conference. Yeah. It was brought up by a couple of people, yeah. and it was actually a very interesting discussion I get, that night. You know, and I should be fair by saying, you know, maybe I was being a bit, I generalized a bit. A lot of these devices, they just measure, you know, air temperature, air pressure, magnetic fields. And when you couple that with the theories that are out there, I get why people want to do that. But there are people making tools saying, like, literally, like, ghost finders. And I'm like... There's apps on phones now for that. And I'm not blaming them. If, if they want to make that, that's their right to do it. I'm harder on the people that, that are buying them. And it, do it, I guess. I don't know. And it's, just, and it's all up in the air. I have, And I don't mean to sound so, so harsh about it, but I see people get taken for a lot of money on this stuff nowadays. And I'm like, goes back to what I just said. Go out somewhere and walk around the place. Shut your mouth, calm your mind, and just... Do you get a feeling? Yeah. Do you feel something? Do you see something? Do you hear something? I'm sorry, you might not get it on film. You, you might not, not get it on audio. You might not get a feeling there, but you might not somebody get else might. Somebody, yeah, right. So, I mean, yeah. That's my thing now, is just to go somewhere and experience something. And sometimes, a lot of times, it isn't even paranormally really, you know, it's not something ethereal. It's not something, that, you know, anomalous. But I learned it a long time ago, the first time we went to Mansfield Reformatory, have you ever been to Mansfield Reformatory? No. Go. You'll love it. It's, it's beautiful. And yeah, it's notoriously haunted. They say it's haunted. And this was like 2000, 2001, the first time we went there. And people were going in there with this idea like they were going to definitely see something. And I was excited too. Like maybe we'll see something. This would be super cool. But we didn't. We didn't get anything on film. We didn't get anything at all. And people were literally angry. Like, I paid all this money to come here, and I'm like, well, dude, wait a minute, hang on. That's not how this works. No, it's not how this works. However, you're in a historic prison, a beautifully crafted historic prison, and you can't appreciate that. I took a lot of pictures of just the building. Maybe something peeks through a window, maybe it doesn't. I don't know, but I was taking pictures of the building. We, we do that a lot. Yeah. We go. McPike was a lot of just yeah. the outside of it, obviously. But, you know, yeah. we go to Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. We get a lot of pictures of the outside of it. We've been three times, but we still take a lot of pictures of the outside of it. And then when we go in, yes, we do take a lot of pictures of bare corners or empty yeah. rooms. But just just in case yeah why not that one thing might yeah. pop up I, I mean, we're still enjoying what we're seeing you should afford yourself the 
you should afford yourself the idea of enjoying what you're doing on top of that, like going somewhere really cool. You wouldn't be there if it wasn't for this study. You wouldn't be there, probably, most likely, right? I'm not right. saying you guys, maybe right. not me, whatever. But I think a lot of people, they take that idea for granted that, well, I'm here to find ghosts. You're not going to find a fucking ghost. You're not, shut up. You know? I don't know any other way to say it. But you, you may, you, but you might. I don't know. But it's and like you, you can't come there with those. somebody like that all the time, yeah, yeah, wherever yeah. you go. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's what it sums up to. It's just that, you know, I, I think that's my, at least that's how I feel. Like, I just, when I go somewhere, I just generally go there, right? Like, did you get the, the story, the experiences you guys had, right? Was any of that documented? No, sir. No. Documented, no. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> it, it is and it isn't. I, I know they were videotaping yeah. at McPike last year, but yeah. I haven't seen any of the video. Yeah. He was to the side of the camera, Yeah. so I doubt that it got anything of him. Yeah. But um, as far as any of the other experiences, no. We, don't, we aren't out there trying to be on the cover of National Enquirer. <laughs> Sit on a speaker panel for Troy, or we're there to enjoy it and find out family-wise because we've done some places in our family history that are haunted. Just trying to figure out why. What says Cody gets to come back but you don't? Yeah. Why does Cody get to come back and haunt us? Mm-hmm. What decides? Because I'm, I'm a nice person. I'm going to heaven. He's not. That that explains a lot. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to. If I go first, no, I'm going to come back and haunt. I'm the murderer. Of, I'm the murderer if of trains of thought. I'm going to haunt you just because of that comment. <laughs> We've actually run into a couple of people that saw us the first year here, yeah. and we evidently talked to, and they said, "Oh, you made it this year." And Dad's like, "Yeah, yeah, we're back." <laughs> If you're not here, we have to find your daughter to see if you've been haunting her. (laughs) (laughs) Ghostly Toss! 2019 Haunted America Conference. It's still, it's still, it's it's just, it just became the afternoon. Yep. And we're sitting here relaxing. Yep. You're looking better. You're starting to get some more color in your face now. Scott, I'm back on the sauce. (laughs) So, uh, we're good to go. It does bring color to your face. Yes. Red, usually, but, uh, yeah. There's this beautiful voice and this beautiful woman sitting across from me. I'm a bit nervous, to be honest. Hello, everyone. Um, The great and powerful Karen Dahlman sitting across from me right now. Hi, Karen. Hi. It's awfully kind of you to say that, but hi, Scott. Hi, Cody. Good to see you guys. Bumped into you last night. We were uh, right before, I think it was the speaker's panel. We were standing next to each other, and you're like, you're Scott. I'm like, you're Karen. We're getting ready. We're getting ready to go in, and, and so Scott and I go back a few years, or a couple of years at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been on your show before, but yeah. it's so funny to finally put a face to yeah. the voice. I go, I recognize that voice. Oh my goodness, that's Scott. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you're good. No, you're good. No, back up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Isn't this, isn't this so weird now? Like we, I mean, same thing kind of happened with us. I know we got a monitor right in, in our line of sight. Oh, just but, throw 
throw it. Isn't it so weird though that like there's so many people that I know but I don't know? Yeah, yeah. And also doing a podcast and things like that, there are people who have listened to 50 hours of my voice, right? And, yeah. and they know so much about me because I've divulged so much information that I've yeah. never told them directly. It's, it's such a weird thing. It's a weird time, you know? Your, uh, your specialty is, is talking boys. That's Ouija correct. Board. Amber, and I, you know, she's around here somewhere. Amber's full. You, you saw Amber. Oh, yeah, Amber yeah, came by and bought something goodies from me. Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. that's her jam. She supports the talking board historical society, yeah. which I so appreciate and supports my work. She's the one that said, let's bring you on when we had you on last year. She's like, she gave me a, a, a wish I list of people. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you were one of the people on the wish, so I you know, got a hold of you, and wham, we had you on the show, and it was a riot. It was so. fun. So much fun. This is your first time at this conference, am I correct? Or yeah, it's my first time here. I'm so okay. excited to be here, Betty. Yep. What do you think so far? Oh, I, think you, I know you go to a lot of conferences. I do, but yeah. I'll tell you what I really think is special about this one. People here are Ouija-friendly, guys. A lot of times they're not. I'm the kind of weird one in the corner with really? the Ouija board. Yeah. Um, oh, they say we don't really do that here. Or we just want you to talk and maybe not teach a workshop. But you guys, I get to do both. I get to present and also teach a workshop, like a couple-hour-long workshop, which I'm stoked about. That's tonight, right? Tonight, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's a great workshop. And, and, and by the way, our conference, because everybody, they got, first of all, great vendors. I, I walk around. It's so diverse. A little bit of everything. A lot of Ouija boards, which I love, are talking boards. Yeah. And everybody here, you know, it's like-minded, like-heartedness. You get together, and you can really sound kooky, but not really kooky, because yeah. everybody else yeah. is kooky with you. Sure. <laughs> We're kooky, spooky together. Oh, now, um, Amber is absolutely enamored. That's like... When I told her that you were going to be on the show, she's like, oh my gosh, she like totally freaked out. Because um, I think we discussed this before, but our house is basically a monument to Ouija boards. That's They're right, everywhere. we did talk about that. They are everywhere. But, and I know we talked about the stuff, obviously, a, a bit. I want to know what got you started in this, and I know it's probably a pretty canned question, but I'm, because this is what you do now. This is oh, all yeah, you do. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm serious about this. What turned you on to this so hard? Well, uh, a few things. So, first of all, I had some experiences as a child, seeing things that other people didn't see. Yeah. I was told those were imaginary playmates, which definitely they weren't. Yeah. And then it kind of progressed. So, I, I had some girlfriends who lived down the street from me, and I won't go into the whole story here, but short story, short story here is that they brought me down to their house, so let's play a game, and they pulled out the Ouija board, okay? I was like, that looks like a stupid game, not really knowing what it was. Like, I really, you put your hands on this planchette, and it's supposed to move, like, Go yeah. move it. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So, you know, fast forward about maybe an hour later, they said, let's show you who we really like to talk to. And at that moment, they started using the board, got some spelling. I said, who are you talking to? They said, our dead sister. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so I didn't know they had a dead sister. Yeah. The older girl in the room, her twin died shortly after birth. And this, now, that was cool enough to talk to the deceased person. More than that was that this little girl who died at the age of, you know, zero, not even one years old, was growing up on the other side. She was communicating, it was a 10-year-old in the other dimension. Oh. 
So I go, my goodness, ran home, told my parents, said, I said, the Ouija board is real. They go, oh, sure, wink, wink. I said, well, if you don't believe me, Santa Claus will. And the rest is history. <laughs> That's awesome. That's 1973. That's interesting because uh, I have an older sister who had a twin that died at birth. Oh. And uh, my, we've talked about throughout the years, um, we'll see her at different stages similar to when my, you know, how old my see? sister is now. It's very interesting. So you had that experience too. I, I haven't talked to a lot of people who have actually confirmed that. Yeah. But you have. See, and that, that to me was more amazing that, yes, you could talk to the dad. I was already seeing these beings already. You know? yeah. I just didn't know what to call them. I know they're dead or what are they? But that you also have that, and, and to this day, right? Yeah, you know, it's only happened a couple times to me, but my mom is, that's probably the only reason she will think about spirituality and the afterlife and that sort of thing. She's, you know, it's very strong, but she even said, but she did say something a little different in the beginning was that she, she would always see uh, something in the backseat of her car sitting there, and I was like, please don't do that to me because I will crash and die. Um, it'd be funny as a joke to play on your sibling, like, please don't do that. Um, but she said that she once saw something in the backseat of her car, but it, this was years ago. My sister's 30-something now. But she said, basically, she learned later on that it was a grown-up version of her. And so she, you know, seeing her as she would be, she's like, you know, my other sister grew up to be yes. that woman. And um, But, you know, my little brother was like, you know, he'd say, who's that girl? You know, it looks just like Cassidy, my sister. And, you know, they're right age. And so kind of seems like she progresses with my sister or something. You know, folks, that, that's this is what's going on. This is what I love about this is that it, it gives us for you and your family a validation confirmation sure. that the deceased never leave, leave, you, leave you. They're always with you. You're still alive. And, she, yeah. and the spirit guides, you know what they tell me? They go, there's no such thing as death. In fact, we don't even know that word death. We understand how you relate to it. It's life after life after life after life. It's a continuation of some kind of co consistency of energy. Yeah. And so I love to hear these stories that you share sure. as well. We uh, spent an hour almost with the, the left I'm, memory of a goldfish. Who we talked to? A Donna and her father. I can't remember his name. But just a minute ago, you mean? Or yeah, I'm well, tanking hard now. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, really tanking on this one. Jeez. Well, it was a long conversation. Well, and they told the story. So. And I think one of the things we said before in this field, outside of this field, there's people that are staunch, like none of this shit exists. Nothing exists. Right. right? I don't believe that. But I got a story for you. I know. You hear that over and over. And they're like, but no, no, it's not real. But, oh, but I, got I got a story to tell you, right? Yeah. And that's why I think, you know, not everybody believes, but everybody has a story when it comes to weird stuff. That's right. And it's not only ghosts, it could be, well, I saw, yeah, I saw a UFO. UFO, yeah. I saw a UFO. It was in my backyard mowing the yard, and I looked up, and there was this thing up there. Holy crap, you know? So I think everybody has a story. And I think that's what makes these conferences, especially Troy's conference, because, you know, we him and I talked about that earlier this week, and I'm like, this is my favorite conference because Troy keeps it, he caps it at a certain level. He doesn't ever let it get too big, but he's kept it the same way for many, it's been like this for over 20 years now, right? The same, and he's like, I want to keep it at that level so everybody can hang out and people can actually talk and you're not so spread out that no one can communicate with each other. Yeah, that's the difference there too. And the other thing I like about it is I'm used to going to conferences too where they have eight or nine speakers at the same time and so you're really torn. This is really nice that when people are presenting, everybody has their own slot and you know, you can go to each speaker if you choose to. Yeah. Now, of course, in the evenings we, we have only 
limited time to do the investigations or the workshops, yeah, yeah. that's okay. But at least the speakers, and that's different too. You don't get that at a lot of conferences. Well, yeah, this is a very linear conference where yeah. it's like, you know, you, you have a schedule and that's it. And I have been to some of those where you have like three different things going on at the well, same time. Yeah. And it's, it's staggered out. And yeah, a lot of times you can, you know, go to see or talk or hear from someone that you want to hear from. That's or, right. Or do that thing or see that thing or whatever it might be too. That's why I like to hear I tell people that all the time. Like this is, yeah, it's very simple. You know, and you, it's, you know, this is, and this is where I guess I turn into a bit of a diva too because I'm <laughs> such a diva. Go ahead, I don't let's like, do it. You know, it's like the hotel's like right across. The, we're in the same building. Yeah. These are the things that I do like. You know, like, I, I yes. actually, I think we all do, especially with the bad weather we've had recently. Oh yeah, this totally. is ridiculous. I didn't yeah. want to go out in that rain. I, I was yeah. at uh, thunderstorm. I was at yeah. CinemaCon in Vegas a couple oh, months ago, one. and I, I had, we were staying at the Flamingo, but the the conference was at Caesars. And it's not that far, but it is far enough that it was a pain in the ass. That there are different buildings, and Caesars is also just a massive thing. So this is very very convenient. There was one we went to. Bonnie sit. Bonnie sit here off mic, but Bonnie will know what I'm talking about. There was one that we went to that was on a college campus. <laughs> <laughs> that came that through. Funny. Boy, you're next. Come on over here and hang out. Well, if you want to come back later, but you're next. All right. Um, it was on a college campus. And I don't. Maybe some people have put the put two and two together, but basically, to keep it simple. Like one building had one thing, and then you have to go all the way across campus to go to another building. And I'm looking at the map, and I'm like, dude, this is like fucking work, man. Like, yeah. Why can't we just? Yeah, and then, and there was like you know there, the after party was like at some frat house, which that was funny, kicking me into a frat house. I love that. Oh, I bet. And I mean, I, I intentionally stayed sober that night because I knew I was gonna get beat up. Because I'd start talking shit to the frat boys and they beat me up. You didn't run the beer pong table? No, no, they. It wasn't. It, it, honestly, yeah, they had like this. They had this after party and it was at a frat house and I thought, oh, this is gonna be so completely funny. out of control. And it actually was pretty. It was pretty mellow. Yeah. Huh. They're like, so you guys party? That's it. They're like, yeah, we got, you want some, and it wasn't like, I was like, you know, envisioning like driving up like the first scene of Animal House and, oh. and seeing a, a mannequin flying off the window right. and having blue towels, was it, yeah. Well, that happens too with some of them. Well, yeah, but not there. Well, this is a paranormal, know, whatever. Point being was, this, this thing was so fragmented. Uh, I'm like, I finally was like, I'm just going to stay here. I don't give a shit about anything now. I'm tired of having to travel miles to do something. And it's like... I'm not going to name the name. But, you know, that's why the point is, is just this right here. It's very simple. We're all right here. Yeah. And, like, the one thing I said to Troy this week, we were chatting. I said, if you come to this conference and you don't leave having met someone new and had some great conversation and hung out with some people and made a new friend, then there's something wrong. Yeah, that's on I you. Talk to somebody. Yeah. Because everybody here, that's what they come here for. People want to hang out and chat, right? Yeah. Uh, it's like a reunion of sorts for a lot of us. Like, we don't get the we don't get to hang out very much because we live millions of miles apart. But this is, that's the other part of it too. Is it's kind of a reunion for people also. Totally. But yeah, if you don't leave here with somebody new in your life, what are you doing here? You're not trying. I'm trying you to be know, nice, the word that you know? comes to mind is boutique. This is a boutique conference, and every that's very that's yeah. really a way. That's a great way to say it. Every level of it's it's a boutique, boutique-ish. It's a boutique conference. We're just two. No, and that's it's right. It's small and it's intimate and linear. Like That's I right. Said. So cool. I'm so happy you came over here. Thank you so much. I'm so much. happy we got to meet each other finally. I know. Finally get to see each other face to face. Same with you too, Cody. Yeah, for sure. like I was on his show as well. Oh, yeah. 
So it's I, I, that's why I like Curtis things. I I do a lot of shows as you guys know. Yeah. And I I don't get to meet everybody until I get to a bit like this. And I we just yeah. know you from Facebook or social media, and we know our voices. Like you hear it, and you go, oh, that's Karen Dahl. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, right? Like you. Yeah. I go, that's God. <laughs> I, go, I go, that's you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy we got to oh, go ahead. I can't. Okay, I just want to say I can't figure out what color your hair is, but I love the color. Multicolor. I'm a unicorn. Okay, is that what it is? Yeah, it's called unicorn color. It's called all in natural. I, lo- I love it. I just, I, it's great. I'm, okay. They're checking it out, guys. Well, yeah. I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm interested. Again, now. it's an audio medium, so it doesn't work. But she's modeling herself, guys. She's like, oh, look at my hair. It's a lot of colors because it's growing out, you guys. So imagine kind of blue, purple, grayish, and blonde. <laughs> Unicorn, like I said. <laughs> Thank you again, Karen. Thank you so much. What's that? I can't hear anything you're saying. You're off mic. I can what, hear what did she say? I'm going to take a picture next to James, your wonderful ghost with a big mouth. Yep. Okay, we'll do it. All right, cool. Karen, thank you again. Thank you guys so much. It's a yep. ghostly talk. Are you done remodeling over there? I'm good. It's, yeah, yeah, I made it worse, but it's happening. They put, as I mentioned before, uh, the American Hauntings podcast and the Ghostly Talk podcast are sharing tables. But basically, it was two separate tables, and now it's like the same table, basically. Like we kind of all over the place. We're swap casting this entire thing, I guess, right? And um, and I don't lie, it was great. Well, I think the problem was you were having a problem seeing people because of the matter. I, I, I couldn't see. I'm sitting across from a beautiful woman, and I can't see her face, and it was pissing me off. And then I'm supposed I'm not a beautiful woman. Well, no, I was gonna say now I'm sitting across from a beautiful man. Well, I, I'm, I'm that, really I'm that trip. Karen has an energy about her. She does. And I'm not gonna get in trouble saying this. She's like, but she, she, when I met her last night, she's like, you're Scott. I'm like, oh yeah, you're Karen. She's like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, she's got this energy about her. She's like, really? Uh, you're at an 11. I'm gonna need you to bring it down to like a two. Because I can't handle this. <laughs> I was like on my third beer, and I'm like, okay, I'm trying to slow down. Right. After like the horrible day I had yesterday. Oh yeah. Oh god. That's yeah. a great story. You guys were the first people I bumped and boy. Yeah. Here you are. Talk, let's just start with we'll talk more. Let's talk about your podcast for a second. Tell me all about it. Who are you? Who are you? Alright, so I'm one of the hosts, the lesser half of the Until Dawn podcast. Yeah. Of course the better half being my wife. We're uh I mean where's Felicia? She's next door still. Okay. Finishing up over there. Yeah. She's getting she away from up on, she got pulled up on stage, so really? Yeah. Nice. Did you jump off the stage into the crowd? Well, I was hoping for some crowd surfing. Get some, maybe some great pictures for Instagram and stuff. She's getting live next door. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, no, so, we're, I mean, we're, we're, there's not a whole lot to this. I mean, we're just two average people that just found each other. We have a love for the paranormal. Yeah. And we have kids, and that's kind of, you know, that's a little bit of kind of what we wanted to raise them in a way that where they weren't sheltered from things that are kind of Things that you know, no, don't be afraid of something you don't understand. Yeah. And so we've, you know, that kind of got us into doing this, doing the paranormal investigations, which kind of led then to taking it one step further. I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about this at a level where anybody could enjoy it. And we kind of went from there. That's how the podcast started, and it was kind of my idea that I drug her into. And I need someone that sounded smart. Yeah. So that's where she came in. But and that's and that's kind of where where it's went from. Then we done talked about you know everything from banshees to Missouri State Penitentiary, Ohio State, uh, Wendigos. I mean, there's no we have no like you know set set 
course. It's just whatever, like, kind of we come to mind, and we, we have an opportunity to record an episode. We do that. I met you guys last year. Yeah. I think I, I think I was kind of already kind of slurring around the bar, and I looked over and I saw these two people sitting at the table. Like they look pretty cool. They look neat. I'm gonna go talk to them. Yeah. I think, it, I, I, I think that's how I went down. Yeah. And yeah, we met last year, and it turned into this hilarity. Oh yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and yeah, that was when we were recording in the hotel room. Right? Oh yeah. I, brought, yeah. I mean, last year I brought a snowball mic and a computer. I didn't right. bring the elaborate setup we have now. And that yeah, that's when we did those shows from last year, those swap cast in, in the hotel room, which actually came out all right. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is gonna be a god awful mess, and I, I can't mean, do anything. It's one track. It was a god awful mess, but it sounded. But it sounded all right. Like that dumb little. That was Doug's old snowball. Remember that? Yeah. He gave it to me. And that thing, I still have it in our arsenal. But yeah, that was just that was a lot of fun. And I know, yeah, I said before, I, after the nearly dying in the woods yesterday, <laughs> you were the first people I saw. And I mean, I, I, oh, yeah. I, I know I come tromping in with all these wet clothes hanging off of me and my monster truck toy that I got from from Bigfoot's museum and all this stuff. And I know you're like, I'm like, hey, I really want. We're gonna hang out, but I gotta get a shower first. I yeah. don't want you guys to smell me right now. I, yeah, so, you pretty much came in like you know, like when the dog escapes the house during a thunderstorm <laughs> and then comes back two hours later, like all droopy, to, yeah. you know, tail between the legs, like he knows he's done wrong. And yeah, that well, was that was that was. That was but I, it was fun. I don't care. It was worth it. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was good. But no, yeah, we. Uh, that was the first time. As I know, we talked earlier. You're like, I can't wait to hang out. And I'm like, yeah. So that's what I know. That I felt kind of bad yesterday when I walked in. Because I'm like, hey, guys, good to see you. Got to go. Yeah. Oh, I'm so rude. But I just, uh, yeah, I guess yeah. I tore the bathroom up. Really. Not tore the bathroom up. <laughs> what did I, you left dirt everywhere. As yeah, that's what I've heard. My shoes are finally dry. Oh, that's good. They're nice. kind of dry. <laughs> the, right, the right one dried out faster than the left one. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Uh, but the shoes last night, they were like a totally different shade of color. Oh, yeah. They were like dark. And now they're actually like the real color they are. They're supposed to be now. Uh, but yeah, that was... Uh, I'm sorry about that. I still feel kind no, of bad. No, uh, no. No, I prefer you to go uh, take a shower and, you know, clean yourself up a little. Here's the thing about that, and I, I'm going to quit whining about it. When I was stuck in the woods, I'm like, okay, sometime in your future, there will be a shower. So just let that drive you up these hills. <laughs> I mean, and that's one thing that I didn't mention. Like, we had, like, we told, like, the expanded, like, 12-inch LP version last night between me and Cody. And one of the things that was, yeah, I, I was, like, at a point, like, this, I'm just going to find a tree and die under it. I'm just going to sit here and just wither away. Uh, and I actually got myself to a point where there were some massive hills that I had to climb. This is, oh, yeah. not, this is not a mountain, basically. So, And I remember I'm by myself, and I, st- I was screaming, like, go, would you just climb, climb, throw the coals on it, throw the coals on it. I'm, like, so I'm just trying to psych myself up right, right. to get myself up the next hill because it was hurting so bad. And you know what the funny thing is? Like, we talked about this, Bonnie. I thought for sure I was going to wake up today and not be able to move. So did I. Yeah, that's actually kind of surprising. I feel yeah. great. Maybe it'll, it'll be tomorrow. I don't, think, I don't think that that 12% beer I was drinking last night helped the situation. But <laughs> really good. Um, but I feel better today. Yeah. I, my favorite part, too, about, like, I know something is traumatic for you that sucked, but you're talking to a man who's been deployed overseas <laughs> during a war, and I'm sure he's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Two weeks in the desert, you know, and, like, no shower. <laughs> that is oh, a good no. point. Yeah, no, no. It, I was here trying about having to walk for a couple miles in the rain. 
<laughs> well, I was just picturing like naked and afraid, you know. Right. It's like I gotta save my clothes, so I'm gonna put these I in did a strip ball. down for a minute, and I just yeah. sat there like, did like, like Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Did you fashion a shelter out of your clothes? <laughs> just in case you're in it for a long tent, I made a tent out of my wet clothes. <laughs> it's like Scott to killed to a panda. To stay dry. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. You know like in Tropic Thunder, it's like Scott killed an animal. He's getting it. He's really going off the I rails. saw one turtle. Right, you did. You're like, and I was hanging out with it. And it was out walking up. Like, <laughs> just passed him right by. I followed, I followed the magical turtle out of the magical forest. Like, I that's followed the way this, to do. No, that's the one. I saw him, and yeah, if it was dry, I would have been like, dude, hi. Was, I want to watch you do your it thing. so good because you told me, if it, if it hadn't been raining, I would have, like, sat and hung out with that turtle. I was like, yeah, <laughs> he's serious right now. But I would, no, me and Becky Ray were talking this morning. I'm like, no, I actually got scared because that's when the snakes come out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's copper. Everything, I think there's everything copper moves up there. to keep yeah. from dying in a flood. Yeah, so I'm like, I could get tagged here. If I get tagged, I'm done. I'm not, I'm, literally, I'm going to be a statistic. I'm going to die in the forest. It's going to be terrible, man. Yeah, that was, uh, I'm, I know. I'm sorry. I don't have What'd you say? It's gonna sound awful, but Amber and I actually talked about you dying in the woods and us having to drive home with your body pulling a weekend at Bernie's. We had a whole thing Sitting planned out. Kind of like, That's what I want yeah. at my funeral. 24 hours a weekend at Bernie's. If I would have died in the forest, though, they would, I would have been eaten overnight. That's true, yeah. Some bear would have came by. or I don't know, there's bears, bears enough. It would have lasted. Uh, get out of here. <laughs> we have bears in Missouri. Yeah, there's bear, you have bears there? Yeah, yeah. They'd have found you. Bears, coyotes, rural dogs. You probably, you definitely would have got eaten. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There would have been nobody would have found you. There would have been nothing left of me. Except for a pair of tennis shoes and my Venom t-shirt. I was wearing. Yeah, that was a, that was a weird day. What's that? Amber and I would have had to take an eight-hour Uber back to Oh, it wouldn't have cost that much. Oh, no. There is that one guy. Now, I did read that article. Some guy took an Uber from New York to L.A. Why? He just did it as a, as a goof. It was like $17,000. Holy crap. Oh, my God. Yeah. The guy drove him all the way from New York to L.A. I wish I had money to do a prank like that. That's when you know you have like way too much money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you got like, you know, $17,000 worth of Uber money just to blow. Yeah. That's, yeah. You need to donate it to me. I, what the hell was that? A picture fell off the wall. Oh, no. Dollars. You think it was a ghost? Where? <laughs> where, where? Oh, my God. Somebody, somebody had. If it was an oh, expensive picture. Oh, pictures? Yeah. Oh, way to go. You're fired. I also love Troy's going to choke somebody out now. What? Can I have $5? You guys the raffle? She just said she needs fifteen dollars. You gonna say please? Remind him of carrying that equipment yesterday. Oh yeah. I also love how you were talking about Scott dying in the woods, and the main focus was the inconvenience it would be on your transportation. That's where it immediately went. You must not have seen them carrying the equipment down yesterday. No, no, there was inconvenience. Okay, all right, that's fair then. That's fair. You take, you know, seriously, you want? Oh no. Give her five for the raffle. No, just throwing it there. You sure? Yeah, no, I was just making. I was gonna give you money. I really don't, want Rachel. As, as much as I appreciate that offer, I that would make me super up to play. Oh God, no! 
come on. No. Hey, so did you guys uh, yeah. do any of the after hour events last night or do anything tonight? No, we haven't. Uh, we, we didn't do anything last night. We thought, you know, we probably won't do anything tonight. Just hang out and drink till right. we see ghosts. Oh. Uh, what do you Felicia. Felicia. Oh, no. She died. No. Uh, so what, uh, what's next on the horizon for the podcast? What are you guys doing? Uh, I mean, it's next up. I think we're going to be doing, we want to do one of the, uh, one of our, you know, locations that we've been to. And then, uh, we're gonna, we want to really kind of start getting into like lore and legends from all the different states and kind of exposing oh, right, some right. people to like stuff they probably never heard about or in states they may not get an opportunity to visit. I mean, there's each state has its own unique history and everything else. And we kind of want to tap into that a little bit. Right. Well, yeah, like I'm going to go to fucking Rhode Island. Tell me, tell me what's going on. There. Right. Yeah. I, well, and I think I, I've had this conversation with people before from all over, you know, all different parts of the country. And you're right. Like, every nook and cranny in this country, you know, the United States, um, there's something weird going on. People have their legends. There's stuff, and you know, and it's funny, because I'm from Michigan, and I hear about new stuff all the time. Right. Now, I, I don't know if it's made up. <laughs> right. But I'm always I'm always hearing about different things from different parts of just Michigan, where I'm from. Michigan's a pretty big state. Right. Uh, you know, the Upper Peninsula, we have, I mean, there's a lot of stuff even in my home state that I don't even know about. So you know for sure that all over the country and all these other states there's cool stories. Oh yeah. And that's more that's ever gonna be ever documented. You know? Oh yeah. And that's you know that's really what we want to tap into a lot of the you know what's not being told and everything else. Oh god. There's <laughs> two beards here. You actually touched beards. Yeah. Did we? Your beard yeah. Troy with, Taylor with our power combined. Hi Troy. Yeah, Troy he actually touched Troy's beard. Like, like they had a beard melt. What, yeah. what, if your beards had sex not saying this is just hypothetical. Okay, where are we going with What this? color would the beard, because Troy's got like a white beard. I think it'd be a, a blend of red and white. It would look like Karen Dahlman's hair. That's Uni- it'd be unicorn. Color. Well, look, I think it depends on the recessive and dominant genes right. of the beards, obviously. Oh, that, yeah, let's let's get that argument going. Yes, with this. Yes, well, mine's more dominant than yours. My beard's oh. more dominant than your beard. Also, that's the only time Troy's been that close to a microphone and just didn't talk for 20 minutes. <laughs> Boom, got it. Got him. Well, oh, yeah. you know that was kind of that was just about like the snap in Avengers, right there. Yeah. When the when the beards touch. It was good though. <laughs> you didn't seem like you were upset about it. No, no, no. It was you very smiled. enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, you smiled. I got I'm, a lot out of that. I'm so bummed out. I don't know why I shaved my beard. I don't either. I, you want to know why? Because the money grabber came over yeah. here. Amen. Oh. She's doing. No, you gotta hold your ground. <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit that part. But uh, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. She, I, that's what I'm, I found. That I'm like, no, I'm, I'm growing it out. Everybody's like, dude, why'd you shave your beard off? That's like great. And I know it makes me look about ten years older. But oh yeah. At this point in my life, I don't really care about looking any older. Exactly. It don't matter to me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not impressing anybody. So it's over. I'm growing the beard back out, man. It's over. I'm done. I'm not doing this. What about you? You should be. I can't grow a beard. I can. Because you're like fourteen. I could grow. <laughs> I can grow a really like, facial hair that's like I could have been a cool guy in the 90s uh, or like a lead singer in like Sugar Ray or some shit I don't know <laughs> oh my God. I, can, I can get the, the goatees my dad had a beard like yours at 15 so he looks yeah. at me and he's like I have no son right like what, what are you doing and I'm like I don't know dad like what why didn't you pass that on to me I, I don't know 
There's something to be said about the clean shave. Yeah. Some people rock that better. I can't do it. I mean, even at my worst day, like with no, I still keep a, I, I, I always keep a goatee. I want to see some pictures of you clean shaven. I haven't been clean shaven in, I think last time I shaved my face clean was probably about 26 years ago. Yeah. And I've always had a beard or something out there. It's because I have a big scar on my chin though too, like oh, right okay. here. Oh, like Harrison Ford? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I had a bike accident. I say I, I, was, I jumped off a quarter pipe and the, the forks went sideways on the bike. They were, they were loose and I face planted into the concrete. So my whole face got ripped up down here and there's a permanent like big old nasty scar on my face. And I rocked that for a while like, yeah, look at me. Look how hard I am. And I'm like, yeah, you look like an idiot. Grow your beard out, dude. So when I started actually getting facial hair, I'm like, I'm going to take advantage of this thing and just let it go. But yeah, I'm going for the, I'm going the long haul this time though. I mean, I'm going to go for the, uh, down to the gut. The beard down to the, 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 what do you call it? The, the Dukes of Hazzard. Then you can like braid, you can, like, braid it like Viking style. Yeah. <laughs> Corey, do you do the beard because so much time in the military like not being able to do it? Well, it can't, like everybody, you know, all the men in my family all have beards. <laughs> and so, you know, there, there's that. And then, yeah, you know, the military veteran, you know, it's automatically, as soon as you get out, like it just shows up the next day. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I think, you know, from the time I retired, I didn't shave again until I, I, I started working on security at a hospital. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, like, last summer, you know, clean shaven. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as I left that, like, next day, yeah. again, it started going back. It's like the Santa Claus. And you got to do it. You got to do it. Like, I don't know. Beard talk. Okay, fine. Yeah, <laughs> beard cast. Let's go all the way with this. Right. Because the last couple of times I've grown the beard out, I did kind of, well, a couple years ago, I trimmed it on the top here a little bit. I trimmed it on the bottom a little bit. And the problem with that, and Troy and I were talking about the same thing a couple days ago. Um, he's like, yeah, I start doing that. And then I screw it up, and then I have, it starts getting smaller and smaller until you have one of them stupid chin straps. Yeah, which looks yeah that's awful. Yeah. And I had, I, I've, I'm guilty. I had one. It was terrible. Um, but I thought it was badass because I had it, like, so clean. And I was using a straight razor oh, yeah. to actually do it, like, you know, really get the lines to, like, tighten right. But now the way I'm doing it is just what you see, I don't touch it. Yeah, no, it yeah. It just comes out. The whole thing grows out. Man. Right, yeah. That's that's what I, you know, I'll have a couple flyers from here, you know, here and there, and I'll, yeah. you know, I'll pop those off. Yeah. Turn that, you know, but other than that, I just, you know, just let it go. Yeah. Brush it, you know, brush it out. Yeah. Brush it out every day. Throw, little, yeah, you, throw some beard oil on there so it doesn't smell awful. You got the lightning bolts like I do, too. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, right yeah, here. Right, the right lightning there. bolts. These are problems I do not, cannot relate to. Yeah. Well, when you, all like, when all you, like, be, you know, get adult age. Right, yeah. No, all I get you, when, you when you get your driver's license, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it's, it, it, I'm doing it this time. I'm just going to go, I'm done. I, I'm not playing this game anymore. You know what I really want? Wish though, it's like your beard comes up higher on your cheeks. I wish the hairs just went all the way to the bottom of your eyelid. That would just be hilarious. Well, that's like, when you become an official Sasquatch. Yes. Right, yeah. That's, and then, that's, then, that's, then that's, that's, that's what's keeping me as a homo sapien right now. Then like, you yeah. living in the woods would have made a lot more sense yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And just have like Sasquatch sight. Well, I told you, I felt like Colonel Kurtz yesterday, man. Like, <laughs> right. I was in the rain, like walking, like just like doing poetry and shit in the, in the woods. Uh, yeah, it was uh, enough. It's, it's not traumatizing, but no. Whatever, it was hilarious. Oh. Hey, I made sure to ask, hey, can we laugh about this? And, and we're 
it, and uh, Bonnie were like, well, yeah, so far we can laugh about it. I was like, cool, okay, I'm going to make fun of Scott. I mean, <laughs> as long as it's fair game. No, it's been a great time. Oh, we're going to be hanging out here. Yeah, we got a whole day. Well, we got the rest of the conference. Where where can people find your podcast? Okay, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, let's talk about it. No, no, no. I mean, anywhere. I mean, we're on we're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. That's a big one now. Everybody, you know, everybody's sure. trying, you know, getting on Spotify. Yeah, they're yeah. buying you know, everybody. Even up. If, yeah, if, even if you don't listen to us on Spotify, go in there and follow us because it does make it easier for other people to do it. Because yeah. you know, I listen to everything on iTunes. Right. You know, I'm guilty of that. And it's un- until dawn. Yeah, podcast. until dawn podcast. Yeah. You can find us on social media. We're you know wherever you know just search until dawn podcast. And you guys are great. I love your show. Oh, thank you. I listen. I enjoy it. Yeah. I know. Like I said, we met last year, and yeah, we, it's, it's been a great thing. Oh yeah. I'm glad we all. And this is what I, I mean. I like doing the swapcast thing. I, I always I'm always pumping swapcast stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's awesome. I love it. You, know, you get great shows. Why don't, why don't you have people hang out together and talk? That's that's really what it should be about. And yeah. I like doing these type of things. It's cool. Oh, absolutely. The one last thing though, I do want to plug for Coy. I've told the story before, but I tell it again. <laughs> he came up to me at the first conference I was at, and I love your show. You know, great show. I was like, yeah. thanks, man. Never told me he had his own podcast. Like it was so classy. Never plugged his own stuff. And I, I, I that made me care even more, honestly, that he never even mentioned it. And I mean, like I said, it was really nice until you fucked up. You should have told me at the very end. But, but it was just he, he wasn't doing it to be like, yeah, I also have a podcast. Like he was just a, being a genuine fan, a genuine guy, and I really yeah. appreciated that. No, That's thank classy. You. That's great. No, thanks again, dude. Boy, it's good to see you. Oh, anytime, guys. We gotta get Felicia over here now. Tom. Yeah, I know. She's having fun on her own. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. Well, you see, you know, Amber's gone. How many years you guys been married? Uh, we've been together 14, so yeah. you know, 13 years. It's about the same Amber and I. 15 in August. 15 wow. years. That's awesome. And we're not married yet. Uh, I think it's common law. And do you have like th- like right. 14 kids? Something like uh, that? Four. It's the same thing. It might as the well be. Effect. Once you hit break two, it, it takes it the same amount of years off your yeah. life stress wise. Yeah. 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 15 years? That's the one year longer than I've been alive. <laughs> According to you guys. So what you're saying is Scott may be your dad. Oh, oh true. No, no, well then where's my fucking beard, dude? It's your fault. You want some money too? <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> Throw me a fiver. <laughs> yeah, for the raffle. Right. There you go. Thank you again. Hey, good to see you. Anytime, guys. No, I mean that. So it's good to see you and uh, love the show. Absolutely. Thank you. Totally awesome. All right. All right. See ya. Ghostly talk. Oh. 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 Oh.